This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. What the fuck they mean? Resource unavailable. There you go. Gorilla in the jungle, man, I don't sing song. Bang my chest up, my name King Kong. Break it to break it to my god, met them far. Break it to break it to smash his head off the wall. Gorilla in the jungle, man, I don't sing song. Bang my chest up, my name King Kong. Break it to break it to my god, met them far. Break it to break it to smash his head off the wall. The wild boys, King Kong of the cowboys. You see the bloodshed after you hear the loud noise. We black outlaws, opposite of the proud boys. Coming on horseback, mission to bring the Back. Came to kill shit, tell them that they can all come, come. Harder they fall, that's depending on where they fall from yeah. They trying to figure out where did we get the call from I'm trying to see where the fuck did they get the gall from uh. Soon as the chains pop, the things pop Right after the heart stop, the brain stops Whenever the clock stops, the game stops Question is, when does the pain stop? If you do it more than once, then you know you a killer If you do it more than that, then you know that you iller You slip through the cracks, get dough and be triller Why would you even play when you know we gorillas? Gorilla in the jungle, man, I don't sing song Bang my chest up, my name King Kong Man, y'all can listen to the rest of that on your own If you want to hear a whole verse How did Hove, Jaded Kiss and um it's Conway, Conway yeah. makes such a horrible song. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> like, yo. The excitement in my body last week when I saw that shit hit iTunes and the immediate <laughs> deflation. I mean horrible is like in uh in comparison to or like I mean, I mean No all, no no. All it's it's Hove, <laughs> Jadakiss and Conway, three niggas who when they typically make songs, I love them. This wasn't a, a love, dog, but I wanted to give some off the soundtrack, so that's what we got, man. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 192 of This Week in Culture. I'm your host, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. Uh, what was the nigga Idris' name? Buck. Yeah. I'm that nigga. <laughs> and I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, one half of the culture, one half of everything, a.k.a. the long... No, a.k.a. the Strong Ranger, okay? Hey, if you called yourself the Long Ranger, we was cutting the pot early. Uh, this week in culture, if y'all ain't already picked up on it, we bring to y'all the long-awaited, apparently highly anticipated, because if one more nigga tagged me and said what well, we gotta do, bitch, I'll review Succession from the week. Uh, this, this week, week we review... Last, <laughs> the Christmas hey, episode. This was... week on the morning show, nigga, <laughs> which I can talk about for about seven hours, but um, no, this week we bring y'all the review of the harder they fall currently streaming on netflix directed by it was an event in theaters too oh shit did this hit theaters i saw somebody i like, had at no a theater with next to it and they was like they supported on netflix and in the theaters i didn't know into that post on the internet so let me see directed by james samuel i'm about to go to uh see if this shit at the theater right now this would have been a high little theater view too man I, we might could have put some around this had i knew uh oh yeah, it's at the driving. That's the only theater I'm really like consistently going to these days. But um yeah, man, the harder they fall currently on Netflix came out last week. If you have not watched it, you probably want to cut the pod in about eh, 15, 20 minutes. We're gonna talk about some other shit first, but uh 
before we get to all the cultural shit and all the harder they fall shit, thank you to the listeners, to the fans, supporters, the texters, everybody sending in voice notes and all that good jazz. Um, let's start with the serious shit first, man. Uh, Travis Scott. Well, Astro World Fest in Houston. Um, Friday night, first night of the festival. Tragedy, dude. Uh. Eight people so far. That was Friday? That was Friday night. That was literally night number one. And it got announced like 1 a.m. Saturday hmm. that uh, it had been shut down. Um, eight people died at the festival. Said over 300 in the hospital. Hmm. Like That was the last number I saw. Um, 300 injured. Uh, it was a lot of different reports, man. Um, some, and these were confirmed by one of the people who got stabbed. Uh, somebody was walking through... The audience sticking people with a needle and injecting them with something, unknown substance. I saw a police officer say that uh, one of the security guards or somebody who was just trying to help yeah. got, that got stuck, stuck in the, in the neck. neck. Yeah, yeah. And they um, had to uh, give him Narcane to uh, to bring him back or whatever. So uh. Yeah, um, people, you know, passing out, security getting stabbed, all kinds of shit was happening, but whatever the commotion was, as it was getting worse, people started to do what folks do. They they running, they rushing the stage, they doing all kinds of shit. It, it turned from bad to worse, and next thing you know, people getting trampled left and right, man. So some people died from being trampled, suffocating, all kinds of shit, dude. Uh, I read one young lady's... Uh post yeah. on on the internet and she was like um like people were drowning in people. Wow. Damn. Um and I mean she was it was very lengthy and yeah, yeah. she said I guess it was so many people packed together like you couldn't move at all. Jeez. Um and like it was pressure on your chest, pressure on the yeah. back and it was like everybody was screaming for help but they were you know, you I hear the term are you drowning in the sea of people. Yeah. But apparently that that was a literal thing and that's scary as hell. Yeah. Um Travis Scott had uh a message that he delivered on his Insta story. I'm gonna hit play on that. Oh, prayers to the to the ones that was lost last night. We're actually working right now to identify the families so we can help assist them through this tough time. You know, my fans, my fans, like, my fans really mean the world to me, and I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience. And any time I can make out, you know, anything that's going on, you know, I, you know, I just stop the show and, you know, help them get the help they need, you know? Um, I could just never imagine the severity of the situation. Um, so they said it was a, a video out. Um, where you see somebody approach Travis on stage during his performance, uh, apparently to tell him, like, yo, it's people, like, getting fucked up in the audience, they passing out, it's, it's kind of getting bad out here, we need to get the ambulance, whatever. I don't know what the person said, but according to Travis Scott, according to Kylie Jenner, um, whatever was said wasn't, yo, people are dying. Like, it was like security and the EMS people should be able to help is what they heard. Like I saw a video of him stopping his show. Yeah. Um, and pointing to one person who had, who needed some help. Yeah. Um, or was like had fainted. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Now, but I mean, it's 50,000 people out there. It's hard. That's hard to um, keep track of. I, I, I don't know much about this situation, so I'm going to reserve my comments. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I, I see like a lot of people blaming this person, blaming that person. Yeah. I've seen lawsuits go out. Mm-hmm. Like somebody wants to, somebody wants money on Monday morning. Yeah, for something that happened Friday, Friday night, night, Saturday morning. Uh, like let's all really not. I don't. I don't know. Again, I, I just don't know. To this point, I don't even think they've identified everybody who's been hurt. How did you? How did you contact a lawyer and, and put a suit together by Monday morning? Yeah. Um. That first of all, that's a lawyer. That's family. Like that's somebody you called on to say, "All my lawyer friends ain't picking up their phone on Saturday morning to draft a whole fucking suit by Monday." <laughs> like it ain't happening, dog. Naming Drake, yeah, naming this, naming that. I'm like, look, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's wild. It's a lot that happened, man. Rest in peace to the um to the eight people who passed. I'm praying that nobody else succumbs to injuries and and passes from that. But that's scary as shit, man. Let's talk a little bit about festivals being back dog so here's the thing i'm not i'm not placing blame on anybody who wanted to get up and go to fucking astro world post pandemic you don't imagine that people are gonna die going to astro world it might also create my cousin uh hosted uh one of the events on thursday night oh wow um they celebrity baseball game they yeah, yeah. The yep. he uh he hosted that event you know he's from houston of course yeah it's a great day. Yeah. A uh, great weekend. I saw normally. all the the baseball shit on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> like it looked fun as hell. Um so I saw a couple of his posts, you know, him being kind of disappointed mm-hmm. at the the immediate reaction to 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 blame different mm-hmm. people. Like, yo, man, it's a tragedy going on out here. And the first thing that y'all trying to do is Point play the finger. blame at somebody like I don't know, especially like when you weren't there, you in a yeah. different state. I don't know what was going on here. I, I literally, I have, I don't know much about what's going on, so yeah. I can't tell you whose fault it was. Whether yeah. it's the the person who put it together, is it the performer's fault? Is it the people who bear some kind of responsibility yeah. for their own actual? Act? I have no. Then you got niggas sticking niggas in the neck with needles and like, injecting them with shit. Like what the fuck is like, going nigga, on? So that part right there. That's his fault. <laughs> Whoever was doing it. And, and I don't know that they'll ever catch the person doing that. Because if you're running through crowds of people, sticking people and injecting them. You know, they like the reason they say you can't lie, yell fire in a crowded movie theater. Yeah. Because people will start trampling over. Yeah. So if someone's doing that and it starts a chain reaction of people. Yeah. Moving, and it's 50,000 people out there. Uh, who would who you blame? Who do you blame? So. Now, granted. Yeah. I do. I'm not saying that's what happened because I don't know. I'm going to speak a little bit from a, a slightly related perspective. So the last festival I went to was something in the water in Virginia Beach, Pharrell's Festival. Travis Scott performed, a whole bunch of other people performed. But the performance of the weekend was ASAP Ferg. He pretty much just played all his bangers in a row. It became a mosh pit. It became a raging niggas going crazy. And I used to have a recording. I think I ended up deleting it. Um, but during his performance, shit hit a point where it got scary for a minute. For an old nigga like me, I'm 30-something, dog. I'm out there with these young kids, and I was out there with two of my best friends, um, one of who's a, a woman, and I had to hold her hand because it was like, yo, my nigga, you really might get like caught up in a wave, and I literally don't know if I'm going to be able to find you, dog, because we got 50,000 people right here at the front of the stage rushing to the front of this bit and what was fucked up it wasn't even asap ferg song he played uh mo bamba check west shit and it went 
<laughs> nigga. I mean, it went, but it really went from like fun as fuck to like, oh shit, this is scary, dog. A couple years ago, I mean, I'm, no, it went up. Nigga. <laughs> no, it went up, and this was a couple years ago, dog. But it it really did get scary when you looked around and realized you had zero control. That domestic issue really did in that nigga. Oh yeah, that nigga was one and done, and it wasn't his fault. He might have been one and done anyway. But that, but that one guaranteed it. But hey, shout out to being cool with Travis Scott though, because that nigga stayed doing shit. Dog. He was supposed to perform. I think he did perform at the fucking festival weekend. But the nigga had a needle on. <laughs> Can't put a pass a nigga. Like, yeah, fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all that to say, man. Um, for for people who didn't really know how to react in that moment, and who might have even started to become the people who were running and trampling people and doing all. You literally aren't even in control. Like, you might be trampling motherfuckers because you're being pushed. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. when it's 49,000 people behind you, nigga, you going in the direction that everybody else is. And yeah, it's I just kind of... I try not to go to things that can end up on the news. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Like... I've seen a lot of folks on the internet like, yo, you know, post-pandemic, like, why the fuck would y'all even be outside at a festival? My nigga, shit, from from what they said, outside was where it was safe, nigga. Indoors is what was the problem. Now, outdoors is... So it's just like, you can't start pointing fingers I mean, two days later, dog. I mean, 50,000 people get together uh, every Sunday for football. Hey. It ain't been no outbreaks. Hey. Which is weird, right? Astro World two years ago, didn't have a fucking problem like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about the... With the COVID shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, hey. Because I figured everybody was like, yo, these is going to. Stadiums back open, spike, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Them motherfuckers packed to capacity. And it's wild, too, because some motherfuckers might say. Of, uh, of the big house. Some motherfuckers might say, yo, everybody vaccinated. Like, for instance, the big house just fence. To be a kid back on campus, you got to get the vaccine. So it's like, all right, is it the vaccine that's preventing this shit? The mandates, everybody's straight. Which, which one is it? I, and saying? it's wild because they say I don't, I don't know what the percentage is. Let me not get to lying, but they say like the majority of Americans are vaccinated. So it's like, relax. All right, well, it seems like shit is slowing down, but again, I don't fucking know. I mean, most recently, it's a ninety nine percent survival rate. It's, it moved up uh, from ninety eight. Like, relax, let niggas. But it's and but here's the other part, right? And this, I was having this convo uh, Saturday. The thing that folks ain't really consider, yeah, the festival, you might be able to do it, do it safely. You could do temperature checks, do all that shit to try to worry about COVID. What about niggas? But you can't forget about niggas and niggas. Not as in black. I'm just no, no, no. About people like and, and people for the last year and a half have literally lost their motherfucking minds when it comes to doing shit that was normal pre-COVID, nigga. Now y'all go to the concert and you acting an ass out there. What did I miss the the the, the Travis Scott thing? Like I get the why the, the shoes. Well, I don't. I don't actually get yeah. why the shoes is what it is. But whatever. But like, have you ever heard Travis Scott talk? Yeah. Other than this, yeah. I'm saying it one or two times. Yeah. I, the only reason I heard him, I watched this documentary that was on Netflix a couple years ago or a I, few years ago. Why are people like this to Travis? He's like Scott? so. Initially, he he's a he's a Kanye West. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, yeah. You familiar? But initially, like, when it, it came to the production piece of it, that's kind of what got the hype. And then I think the song with Drake, 
kind of took him like to a whole nother stratosphere. Whatever uh, that was a couple albums ago. Yeah, but like that song took that that song was like number one for a long fucking time, dog. When I listened to his album, yeah, that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. By his over, I don't even remember words. Yeah, it just feel. It's just like yo, this is good fucking music. Music. Lyrically, maybe I don't know if he's saying anything I'm ever careful. Maybe they got that. Maybe that shit put him in trance or something. Hey man, he doing his job on on that end. And shit, again, this festival a couple years ago was the wildest shit. I it literally was an amusement park. He revived Astro World in Houston, which was they shit. So I hate that this happened to his shit because it's like, dog, this could really fuck your brand up in a in a major way, nigga. I mean, potentially. I mean, I seen people blaming him. Like, yeah, fuck, he was gonna do. But it don't help that whatever the fuck the video of him being told, even though no one knows what he's being told, him being on the stage being told something, everybody's like, "Yo, they told you to stop the concert, nigga." That ain't what they told me. Nigga, if that's what he says, let's say I stop the concert. Yeah, motherfucker, go go crazy, nigga. Y'all already going crazy because y'all have no idea what's going on yeah. all the way in the back of this shit, nigga. Everybody who back there is safe, because again, me thinking about uh, any festival I've gone to, if you not up by the stage, you back there getting concessions or in the merch line or something, nigga, all you hear is the music. You don't know what the fuck's going on up there. If they start rushing toward the stage and I'm already 100 feet back, I'm literally never going to know why or what you caused that, bro. You rushing the stage to get better camera phone footage? Like, what exactly are you doing? I don't know how that works, bro. I really don't. But you can't put it past, niggas, in this day and age. Cause like I, I just, niggas is filming. I don't get it. Like you, yeah. off, how do you rush the stage when I'm already there? When you are, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm performing. I'm I'm doing it. And whoever in the front row is already yeah. in the front row. Like you can't get. Yeah. As you get closer, I get smashed. But you know what though? Pause. And and I I don't mean this in in any sort of way. But this is why when I do festivals and shit, gonna give me them VIP passes, dog. I'm going to be in the area where it's less people, more chill, it's chairs. That little general admission area gets wild. And I'm not, I'm too old, nigga. I can't do this, bro. Never been to a festival. Yeah. Uh, I'm fairly sure at this uh, very ripe age of 39. Yeah. Three quarters. Uh, you got to put that on your 40 for 40. Do Bablo World. I mean, I it's I coming. Who would I go to? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like down Coachella and all that type shit don't really interest me like Who that. Who would I go see? What's fucked up is pre-COVID, um, my tickets was already purchased to something in the water part two the, the second year, and then COVID shut it down. That's one of the best things I've ever gone to in my life, nigga. Shit was amazing. Don't know if it ever could have topped the first wings. They had Hove and Diddy and all these niggas came out, but I get the draw but now with all this, I'm like, I don't know how, because now you know how niggas think like evil, demented niggas. The next festival, somebody's going to be like, oh, shit, we can stick niggas and inject them with drugs. That's what I meant by like, I'm not I'm not going nowhere yeah. to be on the news. Like, like remember in Vegas a few years ago? Bro. Like, I don't want to be in those type of. It's scary, man. It's a scary environment. And it's even scarier when you realize you have literally no control over what people are doing, man. So rest in peace to everybody lost. Prayers for everybody injured. Prayers for everybody involved, man. And and I hope they figure it out. I know um, Travis Scott and Roddy Rich both said that they'll cover any funeral costs. Um, they said they're going to return everybody money for the weekend who bought tickets. I hope that shit works out, man. They still going to sue y'all. 
But I hope it works out, dog. Well, I ain't giving y'all money back for the tickets, <laughs> my nigga. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, that's a lot. That's yeah, unless when, the insurance is paying for it now because an event happened. I mean, uh, something like yeah. the, 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 the concert. It's like out of people. your control. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, like, I don't even know, like, I mean, how was that covered? You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't like a weather. Like, when we did something in the water Friday night, which was why Saturday night be, ended up being the banger that it was, because Friday night got canceled because of weather. It was like torrential rain on Virginia Beach and shit. Them niggas refunded a third of the money. Like, within, like, 24 hours. I was like, yo, for real? Nigga, you rich as hell, nigga. But it was covered because it was the weather. When it's just niggas out here wilding and shut the concert down, I don't know if insurance companies got a, I mean, got a clause you, for it. Depends uh, on what premium you pay. Yeah, I hope that nigga paid, man. Uh, they might be paying. Him and the city of Houston might, might be paying. Hey, my nigga, the, the tickets probably say lineup subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> the lineup changed, and if I was on stage, that means y'all they had the whole. I'm I'm the final act, right? I should be at least. Yeah, <laughs> lineup subject to change might be, the, and that's the early front runner. <laughs> oh man, um, let's let's jump for a minute, man. Uh, let's talk Kanye West. Kanye West drink champs, man. Kanye easy. Um, or yay. shit, yay, yay. Let me not disrespect the artist formerly known as Kanye. Um, drink champs with Nori. Got on there about two hours worth of content. Two and a half. Two uh, and a half, and it was premium fucking content. Fact, heavily edited, by the way. Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a, there was such a big piece that was that's missing from the interview that the conversation started one way and ended uh, on a different topic. Yeah, I don't know if anybody peeped it, but I'm yeah. like, my nigga, this is not the topic that y'all was. Just, I thought that I had, I fell asleep. I had to go back. I'm like, oh, y'all cut And that shit jump forward like insecure, nigga. Yeah. So <laughs> one hour later. Shout out to Nori for making an edit. He don't usually yeah. make the edits. Yeah. Um, shout out to Nori in general, dog. That's a fucking major interview off top to get. Um I did you know I this is this is what I noticed. What's up? Uh which is why I don't I, I enjoy Nori. Um I think the the show is dope, the whole nine, but I don't watch and listen in, enough. Yeah, yeah. Because Same. the audio is trash. Kanye West had on a lapel mic. Mm-hmm. So audio was great. Yeah. When Cameron was on there, he had on a lapel mic. Audio was audio phenomenal. Was, audio was great. These niggas, they don't. Yeah. They mics are on table upside down, pointed away from them. Yeah. And they sound like they sound like they talking like this. Yeah. I don't understand. And they moving throughout. They doing all this shit. Yeah. And especially because it's a production, it's for television. You can get a small mic that that the audio will sound because Kanye sounded great. Yo, revolt. It's a very simple production fix right here. I don't like, understand. Even if y'all gonna have the mics, yo, get the right microphones yeah. and point them at your mouths. Yeah. yeah. And uh, keep them there. Like I just don't I just don't understand it at all. Yeah. You you gotta expect a nigga like Kanye to come on there though. And my audio, if nothing else, is gonna be perfect. <laughs> I don't get what y'all niggas sound no, like. No, no, no. I don't give a but fuck. I'm gonna be crisp and clear. And here's the thing, if my audio don't sound great, we're gonna redo this interview twenty times, nigga. <laughs> Um, I ain't gonna stay on this long, but I I wanted to ask you in general, dog, what you thought about the interview? Thought it was great. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I agree. I understand a lot of the points that he was making. I, I'll yeah. say that. Um, I thought it was overall. I thought it was really good. I thought it humanized him. Yeah. Um, and he just in there kicking it. He got some flowers. And he was speaking his mind. Uh, whether you agree with his 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 personal opinions or not, I thought it was. I enjoyed the whole thing. 
every day on social media, don't you see motherfuckers talking about like just keeping it real and fuck y'all feelings and all that shit. And I'm a, one thing about me, I'm gonna say what I want to say, all that type shit, right? Because I'm a insert yeah, Capricorn. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, all that. But Gemini ass Kanye <laughs> gets up there and says exactly what he wants to say, how he wants to say it, and y'all niggas got a problem with it. Um, the comment about Big Sean. For the gems that that nigga dropped for two and a half hours, for y'all to make that, and I'm I'm talking mainly to Detroit. Because this is a Detroit thing. Well, you know what I what I what I thought when I watched the whole interview? Yeah. I'm like, yo, this nigga got smoke for Kwali. Man, that's bro. Talib and John Legend might need to call this nigga. Because <laughs> I, I like the, the Big Sean thing. Because the like, shit he said about Sean actually made sense if you listened to everything and didn't just fucking go with the quote you saw on Instagram. Yeah. But I was like, yo, this nigga got bar. And guess what? I understand the bars you got for Kwali. Yeah, and for and John I Legend. I understand the bars you specifically Kwali. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of quality music, the, his album. Yeah, yeah. But the journalist version of him, now I understand his podcast is pretty cool. Yeah. I just haven't got a chance to listen because I'm not the biggest fan of 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 Kwali online, his Twitter personality, his yeah. the whole 9R. But like, this is the thing, because we got the yo Kanye crazy, yeah, blase blah. People assume I that they can talk that. about him, yeah, however they want to, and it doesn't. And he ain't matter. gonna say shit. Like it doesn't yeah. hurt his feelings yep. or whatever, whatever. So it don't affect his relationship with them. Yeah, yeah. And everything that I think or my views and opinions can't be my views and opinions because you think I'm crazy, so they're yeah. discounted, right? Yeah. So he had a he keeps saying. Yo, Kanye just need to come home. Nigga, home where? Nigga, to you? Like, so just because you don't agree with how, on, my, on my stance with whatever, yeah. why you think I'm not home? Yeah. How about we just see these two different things differently? How about, yo, I might have more clarity now than I ever had. You know what I'm saying? Like, so on the, on the, on the quality tip and on the Big Sean tip, I need both of them to keep it real for a second. And I, I love Sean. I'm I'm from here. I get the whole, I want Sean to continue to be fucking Sean. Now that he on his own, I want that nigga to go thrive, dog. I do want him to stop doing albums with Hitboy, though, but that's another conversation. But what Sean and Kwali ain't going to do is act like they haven't subbed this nigga Kanye or said shit directly on their socials, dog. Like, So the thing with, with Big Sean, uh, one, I've never heard Big Sean say anything political about Kanye, mm. right, um, at all. However, for whatever reason, he feels that he was used by Blase Block. Yeah. Um, I've definitely heard Sean take shots at, at, at Kanye online yeah. um, on his latest freestyle because he feels that he's old money. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So the shots that I hear from from... Uh, from Big Shine has nothing to do with politics yeah. or whatever, uh, but it got to do with contracts and mm-hmm. this and, and, and that or whatever. Um, I, I've never heard Shine say anything political about, or being used by the Democrats, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But guess what? If he saw something and he took offense to that, in his brain, I think I'm owed more respect for that mm-hmm. because I changed your life. Yep. The multi-millionaire and all the other crap that you got right now, yep. uh, he's under the impression that it's because of me that you have that. 
Now, whether that's true or not, whether Sean could have done everything, who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, maybe he, maybe he did. Because yeah. great people are great people. You know what I'm saying? People are going to be great when they're going to be great. Yeah. But I can't discount his feelings yeah. as that's not a regular human emotion. Yeah. So, yo. I, I also, way. again, because removing the politics, I like you. I've never seen Sean directly say anything about Kanye related to his political stance. Maybe these is conversations that happen behind the fucking scenes. I don't know. I ain't never seen it. But what I did see in that freestyle on L.A. Leakers a couple weeks ago, in some tweets about a month ago, was Sean saying shit about Kanye, about good music, and it wasn't all roses, nigga. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't, dog. I also saw this nigga, uh, Hit Boy, talking shit when Nas' second album dropped. Subbing this nigga Ye the whole weekend talking about, yo, because this was when the Donda concerts were happening or the listening uh, yeah. sessions was happening. And Hit Boy was, um, yeah, man, go pick up that Nas. We wasn't doing all this extra shit. It was just me and bro in the studio making music, nigga. Wasn't, wasn't no extra shit. It wasn't nobody else in there, just me and bro. Nigga, you talking directly to Ye. So don't flip around and say, oh, we was just with Kanye. He ain't say nothing. It. Nigga, y'all was just with Kanye before them tweets. Before this freestyle, my whole shit is y'all said how y'all felt. He said how he felt. Leave it there. Don't don't play victim when you're not a victim, dog. Don't don't poke the fucking bear. Then get mad when that nigga throw the fucking claw at you. Because guess what? Kanye voice is bigger than Sean's. It is. So the shit you said might not have fucking made much of a sound on the Internet. But the shit he say gonna make waves, nigga. So. Don't be surprised, nigga, because it's a lot of motherfuckers who didn't get mentioned in that same sort of tone that you did. Nigga, Common got mentioned with respect. I'm going to say what I got to say, but I respect this nigga. Why? Because that nigga wasn't subbing me on Twitter for the last however many fucking months, nigga. It's just, y'all niggas got to keep it real with yourself, dog. The energy you putting out there, you might just get back, bro. Sean seems like a good nigga. I want that nigga to continue to be a good fucking nigga, dog. But... I ain't going to say Kanye's a bad nigga because he feel differently about you now. Like, that's just, eh, whatever. In Detroit, y'all niggas stop. Y'all niggas stop, bro. So interesting is because the week before this, I was defending Sean on the plat on, on, on Shop Talk. Because uh -huh. Everybody niggas, said his album was trash? No, oh. I didn't think that either. I thought it was good. but I thought it was really good, but uh, a lot of niggas didn't. But niggas be so quick to hate on Sean because he don't quote unquote put other rappers from yeah, Detroit on yeah. and then the next the week after it's like yo y'all niggas alright one thing I don't play about is Sean nigga but y'all been playing about him y'all literally been playing about him dog meanwhile this nigga babyface Ray is all over the fucking world with Sean right now nigga so but he ain't put nobody on though okay and it's again I love Sean I love Kanye but y'all niggas ain't about that I love the point you made of Motherfuckers talk shit about Ye all year round, nigga. When he finally say something back, it can't be, oh my God, this nigga sick. What's so interesting Bro. to me is that like we known Kanye to be brash. Um, As fuck. I'm better than everybody and that stuff like that. So now he say I'm better than, well, he say Just Blaze bit off me and everybody lose their mind. Man, when guess what? Just Blaze might have bit off that nigga. Well, I mean, Might have. I was, don't know. I wasn't it, in the studio. Well, it was done on purpose. Yeah. Like Jay this is said, the sound we we're creating. Yeah. Jay, <laughs> Jay said came to his defense. Yeah. Like that's not really fair. Yeah. Because the the sound of this album is gonna be soul beats. So yeah. We had him come in yeah. and put soul beats. And what Kanye said was, they said Swiss or this. So he said I go Swiss because he gets credit for certain shit off the blueprint and mm -hmm. I made it and I. 
If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Bam. Bam. That's it. Now he did say, well, look at his career and look at mine. Now, and I, I, I love just Blaze's response, though. Maybe I don't want to be your shit. And maybe you don't. And you ain't wrong for that. That's why I love just Blaze's response was a fucking grown man response, yeah. nigga. But this is Kanye is always tongue in cheek. Yeah. I'm better than you. I'm the greatest. This, this, this. I guarantee you when him and just Blaze was back and forth making beats and giving them the whole, Ye was telling Blaze he was better than him then. I guarantee you it's some record of that. Like, you hear, you hear uh, Dave Chappelle talking about the first time he met Kanye West before mm-hmm. any of this shit. Mm-hmm. And he, like Kanye was talking like he was Kanye before he ever Man. had any. Like, it, it, it's, it's wild to be a nigga as confident as Kanye and be loved for it initially. But when you're literally on top of the world, you're one of the richest motherfucking entertainers ever, nigga. You got legit everything you so I think Kanye right now, when I when I mentioned he might have more clarity now than he's ever had before. Kanye's in a space where I don't need money. Money can't move me because I have a lot of it. So when I can't he and Hove in that space, Rihanna in that space, Beyonce in that, they do what the fuck they want. They say what they want. And the reason is, cause nigga, I'm not losing shit by doing this, bro. I thought I thought there was some 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 major keys. Um He dropped gems in that interview, dog. Major insights into what's really going on he was like look he don't like his wife's publicist Mm-mm. he and before he said that he was referencing pu- a publicist mm-hmm. but he thinks that she's in his ear well she's in her ear in kim's ear yeah kind of like trying to get him out of here yeah. and all this stuff um he's like that's still my wife yeah we ain't did no paperwork so y'all keep reporting that she's on a date with this person yeah. and this person like that's disrespectful to me yeah um i don't like it you know what I'm saying? You making jokes online about yeah. um, people SNL writing jokes about the I divorced. Like, no, my yeah. nigga, we still married. It's my wife. And guess what? I want my family to be together. Yeah. So it's not me who don't want to be married. Uh, so it's like, yo, respect it. Respect the fuck out of it, dog. One thing that nigga Kanye going to do is demand respect, period. Be- if you don't respect the nigga. Remember they was doing a timeline of when. When uh, Kevin Hart got his official divorce from when he was with old girl, yep, like, with no yep. nigga, they was still technically married. Yeah. Well, guess what? He's still technically married. Have some respect. Don't talk about that nigga wife. Don't say, yo, your wife is with Pete Davidson. She getting the nigga. Everybody Remember relax. before Pete Davidson, it was Van Jones. And, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? Like, God damn, you just keep yeah. connecting my, it's my wife. Like, bro, like, relax. Everybody fucking relax, dog. But all that said, the interview was great. And if you, are hanging up on one of the sound bites that you got on the internet and you haven't watched that full interview, you're missing a lot of fucking great content, bro. You're missing a lot of gems from a nigga that really might just be a genius. He go insight. When they asked him about, you know, about you signing Big Shine or signing these artists, he kept it 100% real. He said, I'm not really signing them. I'm just signing them to the bigger white man. That was the other thing. And I'm glad you just said that. Because, Sean, when he it comes we, to the money you're owed, specifically, I don't know how much of that Kanye owes you directly and how much of that Def Jam owes you, dog. Because I need this energy toward Paul Rosenberg, too, because I feel like Def Jam might owe you a little. Like, maybe they do owe you something. And who is Def Jam the parent company of? Because it's the parent company of this. Parent let's company go, yeah. That, like, let's get to... Universal Music Group, Island Def Jam, like nigga. Universal is 
It's three. It's three record labels, and everybody literally part of one of these. So, and and that's I think that was my issue with Sean's response to niggas who don't understand how all that shit works with labels. You immediately going to say Kanye? Oh, that nigga three mil. Sean got on there. No, he actually it's actually six. Nigga, do he owe you that out of pocket? And, and moreover, and stop talking about your goddamn money. And moreover, to your accountant. Mm-hmm. Because if why haven't you? Why you ain't get that money? Why am I not? Why am I missing this? Somebody talk to me, nigga. Because it's way more people who should be getting that energy than Kanye was. This the last thing I'm gonna get off of. And I yeah. see a nigga online say, "Yo, Kanye owe that nigga three million dollars and his publishing." Excuse me. Says who? Who said I owe you publishing? Because just because I tweeted, I want to give all my good good music artists their masters back. Nigga, I might not even control that happening, dog. Well, like, I don't, I, I, I never, I don't understand where artists think they are. Where they old, get that entitlement. They owed mm-hmm. their publishing, owed their masters yeah. or whatever. Like, I get it. You the, you the talent portion, the yeah. whole nine yards. This machine don't work on talent. It works on my brain power, right? Yeah. So if I invested and put all this money up, why you think I give up what makes me money? Because you want to make more money. If you sign a contract that says, yo, I'm going to sign to your label, I'm going to do three albums on your label, and you control my masters or my publishing or whatever for 20 years. And then you finish your three albums in 10 years. You think you get your publishing or your masters back, even though that was, I'm, I'm on that to, for 20. So I got 10 more years. That's Don't like, talk to me, nigga. That's like Meek saying, I ain't never got a, a, I ain't never a, got a music paid. check. Yeah. Nigga, you got an advance. Nigga. I gave you your money before I had it. You see uh, Interscope shut Keisha Cole down real quick when she said that shit. Mm-mm. When she responded to Meek, <laughs> Interscope got on Twitter like, yo, you got like a $20 million advance, man. That was your money from music because that was from Interscope. Stop tweeting. And she deleted her motherfucking reply <laughs> to Meek, nigga. Because guess what? How much does it? I I I advanced you money. Yeah, it's not the people not buying albums any longer. It, it's not cheaper to make your album because you got the best studios, yeah. the best producers, the best engineers, um, the whole nine yards. That shit costs money. And nowadays your shit needs to sound better than it did back in the early two thousands, late nineties, nigga. So this is why I also kind of think some of that meek shit was a little bit of publicity because. Yeah. Fem- Yo, look at the chop. Look at the charts. Niggas is not streaming that shit like they were. Yeah. So yeah. where are you making? How are you going to recoup? Yeah. Because if you don't recoup on your first album, yeah, I do open up the budget and give you an advance on your second. Yeah, and I'll give you an advance. But fam, you not we not got to make this. Robert money. Kraft isn't paying us. <laughs> like he might be giving you money, Hov and, and them might be helping you make money, but. I'm not getting money from Robert Kraft, nigga, as your label. So guess what, nigga? You're not getting a check from me. So no when you go on tour, all the them, them fine hotels you get yeah. and all these cars you're renting, uh, if you're not paying this out of your pocket, fam, that's coming out of your hey, budget. That man. venue that you're performing in, them oh. lights, them people who made that stage look like, my nigga, I hope you sell out. Man. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Let's... uh. Let's get into some other shit real quick. Um, I had an update from uh, from last week that I just wanted to throw out here. I kind of said it earlier, but I wanted to make sure I mention it alone for our What Are You Watching segment. Nothing else matters but the morning show right now, nigga. It's the greatest shit on TV, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> like, dog. 
I just Jay is Jay is one of few people who really know how much I love this show because he loves it that same level, dog. Man. White excellence, bro. It's a black excellence. Right? Well, this episode was black okay. excellence. If, if, if we being a hundred percent, it might season, be. Well, we thought that yeah, shit was yeah, so yeah. great. That yeah. was black excellence. No, too. that's a fact. That's a fact. Because <laughs> like the, the, the black actors, mm-hmm. uh, no, they are killing this yo, shit, bro. Mia, man, man, yo, hold up, because I, w- I want to do her some justice, dog. Hold up, I need to get her full fucking name. Read out loud on this podcast. All right. So the actress who plays Mia, her name is Karen Pittman. Man. Karen Pittman, I'm going to tag you on this podcast. I need you to know that you just fucking murdered the whole season. when One episode, dog. Nigga, she killed this shit, bro. Like, dog. I, I got goosebumps. No, no, no. I ain't going to lie. I teared up. And I did the fake yawn so I could wipe my eye. Nigga, I teared <laughs> like, the fuck yo, up, dog. This is. Dog, she killed it, nigga. Jennifer Aniston, too. Jennifer Aniston murdered it. Reese Witherspoon murdered That scene with her brother, dog. Oh, oh my man. God, Like, bro. it was so much emotion in this episode, Yo. dog. <laughs> so this shit was tense from start to finish. <laughs> yes. The scene with Reese Witherspoon's brother, nigga, literally made my body, like, convulse. Because I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on, dog? Yo, this shit was amazing, my nigga. Then, like... Everybody, so watch, you know, because of who, the character of the person who 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 passed, right? Yeah, 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 yep. Everybody not supposed to like him, mm-hmm. but they work with him for twenty years and they love him. Yep. So when you find out that something may have happened to him, yeah. you see everybody with them tears in their eyes, but no one wants to show this emotion because you're not supposed. Because he's to supposed like him. to be a monster. He's, he's canceled, right? He. But you know what it is? It's humanity, right? But like the 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 what's so interesting about this guy? Is and you you kind of I, I think they did a really good job at showing the other side. Yeah, the media will paint you as a monster, and I'm saying what he did or didn't do is yeah. right or wrong. But I don't think that he was doing it for that reason. No, he it, it doesn't sound like he even knew that he was had had a pattern of doing the shit yeah. he was doing. Because he asked her like, yeah. "Is this is this Bro. me for real?" Because here's the thing: that last episode was brilliant, nigga. Because we got to see a whole side of him that we we literally finally saw him break down. Like he like, look, if this is what I'm doing, I don't want to be there. Yeah, and like it's not no. I mean, it's a TV show. Yeah. Ain't no cameras around. This is just you yeah. and my homegirl that I, that I, that shit that's wrapped up in this shit with me. Yeah. Like, listen, do you think that this is me for real, dog? And oh my god, that, that's a scary thing. So the the humanity that you got from seeing these people who were supposed to be on the side of villainizing this man. Having to mourn this nigga while also hiding the fact that they're mourning this nigga. Man. Goes right back into the conversation we just had about a nigga like Kanye. We'll just use Kanye because right now he's he's God fodder for, for these niggas. God forbid something happened to Kanye, y'all gonna be dick sucking all You niggas is going back to how much of a genius he is, how much he changed your life, how much he did for you. I see the captions and the fucking think pieces right now. God forbid. But it's with everybody, right? All these niggas who we say are canceled for like the smallest minute things, dog. You get a situation like you had on a morning show where reality hits and it's like, yo, that might be what they said about him, but that ain't how he impacted me. Like he walking around thinking he having sex with all these women because he's the man. Yeah. Whole they time, felt like you don't understand that we scared of you. Yeah. They felt like you had to do it. But then that's why I think Mia killed this episode because her perspective, which we got some season one, I was in love with you, nigga. She was like, oh, 
I I I wasn't fucking because I wanted something. Yeah, like, I liked you. I liked you. I thought you liked me back. She said, and I and I, and I was the side piece. Ooh. And, she, and then she said, now everybody is looking at me like I'm some fucking victim, nigga. and I wanted to be there, nigga. I literally was doing what I wanted to do, and I knew it was wrong because he was married. But I really loved this nigga. And then when I learned, no, I was just a side piece among many. And now I'm the victim. And now I was only light because I'm black. Oh, my because God. Because they made it seem like, oh, he was going after He was black going girls. after black women. Oh, because my him God. And the other, so, because these two, like, so, but that's the thing with the narrative, right? Once the narrative yeah. is that, then that's like, yo, this is true. Yeah. This is what I mean about black women and this yeah. and that. I'm like, no, nigga, this we had a conversation with old girl before she killed herself. Yeah, she was. He was like, "Well, why?" He like, well, "Why didn't you say no?" And he wasn't trying he to say. He genuinely like, didn't. And you know why? Why I think Steve Carell was the perfect fucking vehicle to bring that character to life. He's such a goofy because he genuinely seems like a nigga who, if put in that situation, would not realize that he was a fucking monster. Yeah, because he the Michael Scottness. Yes, of it. Oh. And like he he comes off like that in so many of his roles. We know how great of an actor he is, but in the morning show specifically, he kind of carries that like it's like a dumb arrogance. Like nigga, I just thought I was getting pussy because I'm the greatest fucking newscast newscast news anchor on TV. Nigga. I'm thinking I'm using my charm whole time. Y'all scared of me? Yeah. Or you think that y'all I- are intimidated into sex when I'm thinking, nigga, I'm oh. charming you. I'm a creep and I don't know it, nigga. <laughs> Man, yo, the morning show season two has been nothing short of phenomenal. It's two episodes left. I saw a couple of y'all post that y'all thought that was the finale. It was not, my nigga. You know when I when I when this shit first started, I thought this nigga, I thought this was like Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. That's who I, that's yeah. what I, I thought because they came at it like that initially. I thought this was Katie Couric and Matt. Yep. Lauer. This is not. No, <laughs> they they swing in different types of bats. This is not. And if it comes out later that Matt Lauer was anywhere near this fucking like that I mean, situation was this deep, he definitely didn't run his car. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, Matt Lauer's crib, <laughs> but, and he's still getting never mind. He's still getting money. <laughs> like it's a lot of contractual obligations that still go to that nigga. But morning show was great, dog. Um, to everybody asking. Us to uh, talk about succession because I've seen a few comments like, yo, y'all got to watch it. it. So I've actually watched it. I'm not fully caught up. I know the current season's on right now. I'll be um, honest. I remember when it first started on HBO. Yeah. Had no idea it was going to stick around. So I didn't yeah. start it. Yeah. I, um, I'm I'm definitely willing to discuss some I, things. But a full review, y'all know that ain't to culture. I also thought that the nigga was dying or some shit. And that's why he was trying to get <laughs> oh, his oh, kids no. to. <laughs> like. Cause I saw like the commercials and the yeah. lead up promo yeah. to him. I thought, like, yo, this nigga's about to die. Yeah. He want his kids to come in and take over. Yeah. Three years later, my nigga, why, why ain't you? It Succession, is- great. Billions, great. They not culture, but niggas have watched. So you know, there y'all go. Um, Dexter back. Dexter back. I also want y'all to know that. Did you watch it? I have not. I have not either. Um, I'm gonna give it a shot. I might let a couple episodes stack up before I get into it. But um, Dexter is back. And the latest shit, oh, before we get to the Heart of Day Fall, uh, Rob Silva sent a Heart of Day Fall voice note, but he also sent something about Elise Neal separately. (laughs) So y'all already know what that means, dog. Before we get into the third member of the pod, Rob Silva. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I do got uh, uh, a new something for this one. Um, Yo, this episode, uh, what is this going to be a Blackberry letter? 
What is this? I mean, this, yo, this, this voice note. Yo, this can crack. Yo, <laughs> this can crack is brought to you by. Uh, ladies, check out these new Melanin AF sticker line by Chloe Kane. These stickers are relatable for every woman of color. Um, there's more in store. Follow her on all platforms. IG is editor underscore Chloe Kane and Facebook Chloe Kane. Or you can visit her website, Chloe's Thoughts Editing.com. Um, there's some stickers in there for like authors as well and like um notepads and journals and things of that nature. Um so go over Talk. <laughs> My bad, Chloe. <laughs> we killed your B roll. <laughs> so uh Chloe's thoughts editing.com or on IG editor underscore Chloe Kane. Alright, and when y'all hear that can crack. That mean your man back, man. Let's see what the guy Rob Silver talking about. Hey, what's up, fellas? Just Rob got the window down. Oh, I thought he was on the A train. <laughs> fast <laughs> fast, fast way, way to home is the A train. train. Slick. <laughs> he might have a window down on the A train. <laughs> to give a quick answer to our brother Curve Gotti's question to me about my feelings and thoughts <laughs> on Elise Neal. Well. Professor Summerall, if I were to be honest and tell Aunt and Jay what I felt and thought about Miss Neal, my lady might leave me and I might get the brothers kicked off an Apple podcast and the whole night. So only thing I will say about Elise Neal is she's over the age of 50 and for all the young ladies out there in their 20s with uh, Buster Douglas guts, she should be your motivation. Talk to you fellas later. Rob, they coming at you for that one. Yo. <laughs> Rob Silva is uh Steve Carell from the morning show. <laughs> you don't know you're creep. <laughs> oh shit. All right, man. Shout out to Rob, man. Shout out to Rob. We love it every week, man. That's my guy. Um, all right, let's play this uh Harder They Fall voice note from Rob because I saw some of his tweets about the film so I want to hear uh, what he got to say and any, any questions he might have What's up fellas The Harder They Fall left me speechless just a masterpiece uh, Mr. Samuels did a great job directing this movie great screenplay by him and Boaz Yakin, who also wrote and directed Fresh one of my all time favorite movies wow. and I know a favorite of yours Jonathan Majors was impeccable. Idris Elba, call him Mr. Netflix. I have a recommendation for you, brothers. If you ever do another throwback episode, I know you got a lot of content. And thank God there was no BMF this week because you guys can give an incredible thorough review of The Heart of They Fall. But for a throwback uh, podcast, my recommendation, other than fresh, because I know you guys eventually will do fresh, is to review Beast of No Nation. Because in my opinion, that was Idris Elba's greatest performance and a must-see for all the listeners out there. Uh, nothing else left to, to say other than, man, just a tremendous movie. Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, Regina King. Um, one last thing I want to say. Fuck the criticism on, Sa on Zazie Beats. She did her best. And while it wasn't an all-time great performance, she pulled it off. And I'm tired of the bullshit. Oh, light-skinned chick playing a dark-skinned uh, woman. Look, Thurgood Marshall 
looked whiter than the white man, and he was played twice impeccably by two great dark-skinned brothers in Sidney Poitier and Chadwick Boseman. Peace and blessings, brothers. Looking forward to hearing your incredible review. Um, Rob, I appreciate you bringing that up, uh, and and we'll definitely. I've seen Beast of No Nation. That was. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Um, Is that when he played like the? Dick he was like a warlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah. Um, a lot of inspiration from uh, Eddie. I mean, um, in that performance, it was he was wild in there, dog. I gotta, I gotta be honest. Um, regarding Zazie Beats, nigga. First of all, there will never be any Zazie Beats slander on this pod, um, and I won't accept it. Second of all, I need all you niggas. To shut the fuck up. And I say that respectfully because y'all niggas is not going to tell me that y'all give that much of a fuck about her being light skinned when Erica Badu played the same character in the prequel to The Harder They Fall, They Die by Dawn, directed by James Samuels. Where was this at? Came out in 2013, I believe. It's currently on uh, YouTube. I'll send you the link. Oh, okay. It's current showing in full on YouTube. They Die by Dawn, same director, damn near the same fucking characters, but a different plot. So when They Die by Dawn, uh, four of the, the cowboys who are in this, um, all, you know, real people, but fictional story, they basically all have bounties on their head. So they like do like a fucking, yo, we all going to come together, have a shootout. Whoever live, get the whole bounty. Like they get everybody's bounty and they don't go to jail. They go free. They Die by Dawn is literally almost the exact same motherfucker. Uh, Michael K. Williams played Nat, the character Jonathan Majors played. Um, hold on. Matter of fact, I got the I screenshot. Damn, I'm, shit. I'm, I'm out the loop on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why you looking for that, man? I love Westerns. Yeah. Um, possibly because my dad did, and I grew up watching all the Clint Eastwood joints. Yep. But you know what my favorite one is, which was a lot similar to this one? What's that? With, uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio played Kid. Mm. And um, Sharon Stone was in it. Um, I know exactly. What as well as, uh, I damn near want to say, let me go ahead and find this. Um, everybody was in that motherfucker, dog. I damn near want to say, uh, what's the nigga uh, played Joker? The Quick and the Dead. The Quick and That's the what you're talking about. Um, yeah, The Quick and the Dead, Leo DiCaprio, uh, Russell Crowe, Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so, all right, let me go back to- That was uh, my shit, dog. The Quick and the Dead was the shit. Um, what's the joint with a tombstone is my Ooh, shit? Like, me and my dad watch Tombstone I, every time I go to their house, that's bro. That's I knew Wyatt Earp and all yeah. these people. What, like, Tombstone was the shit. So, in They Die by Dawn, Michael K. Williams played Nat Love. Erica Badu played Stagecoach Mary. Erica Badu is not dark skinned. Y'all ain't say a fucking word. Shut up. Um, Giancarlo Esposito, Bakeem Woodbine, Rosario Dawson, Isaiah Washington, Harry Lennox, who played uh, Dresser in the Five Heartbeats. He played the role that um, uh, Delroy Lindo played. And so it's like, nigga, this shit, it was, it, it was already out. It was, but it's because nobody heard of this fucking movie before. It actually came out, by the way. This shit was a theatrical release. Um, Nate Parker was in They Die by Dawn. Like, it was a lot of heavy hitters in that. It was just a different film. It was a different time. Niggas wouldn't look for black westerns. And that kind of leads me into the first shit that I wanted to ask you. Why hasn't the black western, like, been a thing, dog? <laughs> like, 
That's a story or a billion stories that could be told. These is real people. It wasn't time. Mm. Like it wasn't like so for myself. Yeah, I love wrestlers. Yeah, most people don't because they historically been white. So if you're not into the genre, yeah, like that, it's a whole genre. If you're not Literally. into the genre or that time period, and nothing that we've seen um, culturally has been into that time period, yeah. In this movie, the, they die by dawn. If this shit came out within the last three years, it should probably be lit. They yeah. should probably re-release it and put it on Netflix. Yeah, because I would watch. When I saw it. it was on YouTube. That kind of tripped me out. What's so funny is now that I brought it up on YouTube and I see this picture, I remember this picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a soundtrack for it. I'm mm-hmm. assuming because I remember hearing a song with this as the joint. But like, yeah. I do not remember this shit at yeah. all. I love that it's the same director, yeah. literally, and the same production team. Like, literally, it's the exact same team that brought you that. And like, it got Omar. I mean, not Omar. It got, it, it it got yeah, Omar. It's. You know this shit is good, dog. Like, look at who's in it. Between Giancarlo and Michael K. Williams, it ain't going to be a bad fucking project. And, and uh, Nate Parker. Nate Parker. Like, come on, bro. These is niggas who don't miss, bro. They just don't. As far as... So, listen, this is my thing. Uh, and I think Rob made a, a good point. Uh, Thurgood Marshall, right? Mm-hmm. White. Mm-hmm. Ish. <laughs> as light as a nigga could be, bro. But uh, Chadwick Boseman don't look like Thurgood Marshall. At all. At all. I said this plenty of times on this podcast. Denzel Washington does not look like Malcolm X. At all. Malcolm X was, he wasn't just called uh, Detroit Red because that was a cool nickname. Not was, like that nigga was, he bro. He was called Red because he was red. Literally. And, and he got Detroit Red. To separate himself from St. Louis Red, aka Red Fox. Facts. Both y'all was light skinned. The light skinnedest niggas in the world. Yeah. And they was the light skinnedest, thuggest niggas and in the world. It was two Reds. Yeah. Oh, you from Detroit, you from St. Louis. You from St. Louis. That's easy y'all split. names. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But like, it only, it can't work that way. So I was talking to somebody today. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't act like colorism isn't a thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thing because somehow, it was told to me that it was a thing and we now we look for it in everything that we do, right? Mm-hmm. However, it does a disservice to... Every, so now it's like, yo, if you like, you're not black. Mm-hmm. You're not black enough. It's so and upsetting, then it's like, If you're too dark, are you too black? Or like... But what's funny, and I'm going to post this shit on the, uh, on the pod. Look at Rufus Buck in real life. Mm-hmm. The nigga ain't Idris Color. Get motherfucking Nat Love in real life. That nigga's a whole Cherokee. He ain't... Come on, dog. Cherokee Bill. Lakeith. These niggas is damn near white, bro. Like, they are the product of slavery, mixed families, mixed bloodlines, and all. Bro. The only one who was the same color was Bill Pickett. (laughs) Nigga, like, everybody else who played these people were not dead matches to the people they were playing, bro. And y'all don't give that much of a fuck. You know, I made I said this in jest, um, but I really wasn't in jest yeah. when I said AKA the Long Ranger. Uh huh. Did you know that uh Bass um was actually the Long Ranger? Mm-hmm. Bro. The amount of motherfucking knowledge that could come from literally just researching the people in this film. And shit, the people in They Die By Dawn, nigga, you can learn a lot, bro. I think, so kind of going back to um 
you know, why there hasn't been like a black or why that black cowboy, black outlaw gang hasn't really become a part of the Western genre. The representation that we have, probably the three most popular, quote unquote, black Westerns, Django, Buffalo Soldiers and Posse. The common thread between the three of them, they all centered around racism, dog. This film was not. Nigga, they the heart of they fall was literally not about some racist shit. This wasn't about some post-slavery shit. I think that's what made this shit so impactful. It was like, yo, here are blacks on both sides of the law literally doing what they want and not in a clearly they were still in a fucking post-slavery world. We not blind, nigga. It's the 1800s, but it's like Yo, they was out here doing all the shit white cowboys did. Who would have thought that black well, cowboys did the same shit? Well, let's get this straight. Uh, there isn't a white cowboy. That's not a thing. Cowboys were black and Mexican. Some white outlaws. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cowboys were black and Mexican. Yeah. Um, and, and the area that the cowboys were in, that's called Mexico. Yeah. Um, San Antonio. and te- like It's Mexico. El Paso. All that. Yeah. This is Mexico yep. until this wasn't. One thing that blew my fucking mind hmm. and it was it was said very short and Lakeith Stanfield said it he was like man Dred Scott free yo literally the first time of many that I paused the movie I said wait the wait a fucking Nigga. minute I said is that where that came from Scott free Dred Scott free I'm like, what the? Is this fuck? where that came from, nigga? That was a bar, nigga. And they just they just casually moved past it, and I'm like, yo. And I'm a type of person. Yeah. I have went back and found the original history of all these idiomatic yeah, phrases yeah. and high on the hog and yeah. flying by the seat of your pants, dead ringer, and midnight yep. graveyards. I've looked at all these, but Dred Scott. So if y'all don't know who Dred Scott is, or was, he was an enslaved African American man, in the United States who unsuccessfully sued for his freedom on the fact that his wife and his two daughters um, stayed in an area that was, had no slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, oh, by that fact, they should not be slaves. So we need them to be free. Yeah. What's interesting is that landmark case in the United States Supreme court was decided seven to two against Scott. So if you talk to any Moors or any black people who tell you that you're not a citizen of the United States, it comes from this 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 specifically ruling. Mm-hmm. So in this landmark case, United States Supreme Court decided seven to two against Scott, finding that neither he nor any other persons of African ancestry could claim citizenship in the United States. And therefore, Scott could not bring suit in federal court under the diversity of citizen rules. It said you niggas can't be citizens, so you yep. can't bring this to us. Yeah. So if you ever heard people say, yeah, you're not really a citizen or you're a 13th Amendment citizen or what have you, a.k.a. ward of the state, yep. um, that you're not a citizen, because this, this this ruling has not been overturned. So that's still on the books. So when people be like, yo, you're not even a citizen here because you're black, when you look at the cons, that's where yeah. that argument comes. But somehow he got free. Yeah. <laughs> so he went dreads got free. Yeah. And um you can actually well I used to travel to St. Louis a lot for work and the uh Dred Scott Foundation is like right downtown St. Louis and then right in the middle of downtown they got the uh the statue or the sculpture of Dred Scott and his wife Harriet. And literally just going up to the sculpture you can read a lot about the case right there and what happened and how he ended up in St. Louis which is where he ended up uh staying until he died but a great fucking African-American literally 
I never in my life thought that the term Scott Free Man. came from Dread Scott Free. When he said that shit, my mind was blown, nigga. That when I found out the real McCoy. Bro! Like what? <laughs> like who knew? But then I then I was on a I was on a path to let me find out what yeah. all this shit man. It'll take you down a rabbit hole between Google and YouTube, nigga. And it'll be a long one, dog. It's a lot of that shit that we just don't know because they were it was so common and it was shorthand by the time we learned it. Nigga, have some fun with famous Amos. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit is you be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Pause if necessary. <laughs> Yo. Oh, Yo, man. I promise if y'all Google that right now, it will be funny as fuck. <laughs> Just Google famous Amos origin. <laughs> that shit crazy. Um, yo, speaking of Lakeith, man, I, I know we've gotten on this pod before. You and I have had some discussions about Lakeith, dog. Um, he killed this shit, bro. He killed this shit, dog. All these niggas killed it. I, I actually want to give everybody they fucking props on this one, dog. I was saying to myself, like, why this nigga always got to play a slimy role? Dog? Yeah, man, man. Some people find their characters. Yeah, he did this one well, dog. Like, this one. I forgot to put lightning with the blam blams in my intro. That's why in my brain, yo, I said I was going to come on here and yo, say, AKA, I'm lightning with the with blam With the blam blams, dog. All right, so speaking of, man. Dude, R.J. Seiler, who played Jim Beckworth. I had to Google him. My nigga, you stole the show, bro. I just, every time, this is totally left. Every time I look at him, I'm like, this nigga look like a crip. <laughs> like, I can see him in Nipsey Blue. Like, like I feel like he He from, looked like Rocket. I feel like he from the West Coast. Hey. Like, he know Nipsey. That's why I just feel. Nah, I he, had to Google him. He looked like Don Cheadle as Rocket in colors. <laughs> That's who he reminded me of. Yo, um, scene stealer, dog. He was fucking magical in this shit, bro. Like, RJ Seiler, I need you in more things, nigga. Immediately, though. When I looked up his his uh filmography, I was yeah. I was uh, he looked wildly familiar, but I don't remember any of the programs he was in. Some of them are by name I do remember, so maybe that's why I just know his face because B-roll yeah. characters on Law and Order or insert like that. But mm-hmm. like, I was like, yo, you need to be in more stuff, man. Yo, I need him in stuff. I feel like after the heart of they fall is currently number one on Netflix. Been number one since like Wednesday. three a.m. Thursday morning or Wednesday. Yeah, it came out Wednesday. Yeah, been number one literally since Thursday. I watched it on Wednesday and I watched it on Thursday. They're going to figure out how to get RJ in some shit like tonight, nigga. Because dog, you didn't just steal scenes; you stole scenes from legends, my nigga. Like he was surrounded by. A, my nigga, Yo. everybody was in this fucking movie. My nigga, because when I got deeper into that cast, it was like, wait. When I was watching it, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, Ronnie from the shot was in this shit. I was like, what, Bobby Brown in this motherfucker? Dog. I couldn't think of his uh, power name and shit. <laughs> uh, Dog. Damon Wayne's Jr. Yeah. Uh, Yo, uh, uh, no, nah, uh, Woody, Woody. Yeah, that's Woody. yeah, that's his name. Power name. I'm doing niggas' power names. No, what oh, is it real? Yo, I know, but oh. no, his power name is funny. Uh, Kane. Kane. That was his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, even um, the, even the bank teller, the black dude from the bank teller. Yeah, he, I, I know him from something. <laughs> Bro, they killed this film, dog, and they stuffed it with like literal fucking I, cold artists. Dog. I felt like this was and was 
was Chadwick Boseman supposed to be in this movie? I don't know, but the fucking call out on that train was awesome. Yeah. Like like I if you didn't catch it, um C A Boseman was the name of the train that they got uh Idris Elba off of. Chadwick, I can't remember his middle name, pardon me, but Chadwick A Boseman. Um that was a, a salute. It was a nod to Chad, dog. I don't know if he was supposed to be a part of it. I could see him in it. Also, I got a question. What's happening? How old is Delroy Lindo? Delroy Lindo is 125 years old. Is he a vampire? Yes. And and you know where he's from. London. Oh. <laughs> nigga, I went on a Facebook tirade about how I feel like this nigga just fucking played me. Because my whole I never would have guessed he was from London. Even from Crooklyn? Yes. This nigga looked the same for my whole entire life. Oh, he's he's a Danny Glover type. Nigga, you been old since been old, been old. But he like old. He middle old. Yeah. He don't like, man. Bro, he don't age, nigga. Let's look it up. Delroy Lindo is... LeBron James' father. Facts. Like, factual information, though, <laughs> nigga. Like, there's no way around it. Um, He's 68 years old. Mm. From Eltham, London. United Kingdom. Um, Delroy was fucking phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Everybody in this shit was phenomenal. You know how phenomenal this shit was? Motherfuckers like Zazie Beats and Regina for as great as they were. Y'all wasn't even the best motherfuckers in this shit. Y'all niggas wasn't even like top two. That's how great of a film this shit was, dog. Like, I can't even look at Zazie Beats and be like, yo, you ain't dark skinned. My nigga, you, did you see the role she had? That shit was great, bro. Did you see um, Jonathan Majors? On um, whatever Gail's on in the morning, I think it's like uh, Good Morning America. Yeah, I think it's Good Morning America. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some clips. Yo, that was mad cringy. Yeah, he's a weird cat. No, Gail. Oh, Gail trying to slurp him up. Yeah, yeah, no, like, that Gail. shit made me uncomfortable. Now, so, like, it was like, so I seen you riding that horse. Do you know how to ride a horse in real life? Because I would love to see you ride that horse. Like, it was like, yo. She did that with someone else. Let me Google And he shit. he didn't know how to respond at first. And then he played it off and was like, yep, uh, thanks. Yeah. Dude, I could tell. It was very uncomfortable. Let that be Matt Lauer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You know what? It wasn't uh, It wasn't Gail that I was thinking about. It was uh, Robin Roberts. Mm. She interviewed... Yeah. Who was that that she interviewed, dog? And it was fucking awkward as fuck because she could not stop flirting, dog. Hold on. It works both ways, people. Damn. We were just talking about, we just talking about the, uh, the morning show. Like, this shit yeah, worked yeah. work both ways. I'm going to find that. But Robin Roberts was literally, like, giggling interviewing one of these black heartthrob niggas. On, dog, I got to find it on YouTube. Look that shit up if you have time. Like, Nigga, she was literally, it might have been Idris Elba. I can't fucking remember, but one of them niggas, Robin, Robin Roberts don't even like men, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> she literally was in this interview, like, looking like she was sweating, dog. It was wild to watch, because I'm like, she's like the consummate professional. Nigga, she lost it, bro. She was laughing, and yeah, yeah. Yo, about to uh, do a... Um... <laughs> Fatal attracted it, opened the plan. <laughs> so I was like, damn, yeah, relax. <laughs> Oprah yeah. is getting jealous. <laughs> yo, so let's talk about Jonathan Majors, bro. Um, yo, actually, before we talk about Jonathan Majors, I want to go back to Lakeith for a minute. Yeah, let's go. I didn't realize until last night when I was watching a movie and doing some research, Lakeith, first of all, he's the only person in this film that didn't go to fucking uh, Yale School of Film or whatever the fuck. That nigga just started acting in 2013. 
He just started. And the first feature film he did in 2013, he was the the like lead nigga in a short version of that film. Then it got turned into a feature length. They redid it. They cast him again. His next film was The Purge 2, where he had the white paint on and said God across the front. Nigga, Lakeith's first big role wasn't till fucking uh, Get Out a few years ago, nigga. This that nigga, wasn't even, he wasn't even and it wasn't even a big role, but it's like, you know, something he was known for is what I mean by that. Then it was uh the the weird movie yeah. um about the phones and shit. Yeah. This nigga literally just started acting, bro. You know, I was watching I was watching this movie and I was like, man, I could do this shit. <laughs> like I could I, like I would have loved to play in this fucking movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I even could, in the background, nigga. No, I'm not in the background. No, no. Get out of took the back. Give me a gun. Yo. Cause like roles like some of the smaller roles like we was talking about, Woody, Damon Wayans Jr. Those just seem like fun roles to be a part of something this legendary because what we missing or what we haven't said, pardon me, is black director, all black screenwriters, predominantly black cast. Nigga, we ain't seeing that in a lot of feature films right now, bro, where it's black people talking about black shit. Something else that I thought was important about this film. Django. Said nigga 110 times. They didn't say nigga once mm. in this movie. No. Not one time. The one time they was going to say it. Matter of fact, it set the tone for the entire yeah. movie. Yeah. Nincompoop. He was like, uh, that's not no way to, cut, to stop no trade. Bow. And then nigga yo, what if he was going to say nincompoop? We ain't no nincompoopy. I did not like her fucking accent. <laughs> I got used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was, I didn't. I didn't need it. Um, Unless, is that her character have that? I don't know. Uh, I, I I felt like I f- it feels like uh old boy character in power, um power Kanan, uh unique's accent. Like, oh, where he was just ODN. Like why you you don't need it? Yeah. Like what's yeah. the like I no one else has an accent. Yeah. Why do you have accent? Um, the only people talking with accent literally. Are the two uh, UK niggas Delroy and Idris <laughs> with the American accents on? Yeah. Um, Regina King. So it's it's wild. I wanted to come on here and say like, yo, for a Regina King performance, again, she wasn't top two in this film, but that don't mean she wasn't great. Now her monologue or her yeah, all that shit was excellent. By the way, sure, for sure. But what I wanted to do was come on here and just make a quick announcement that Regina King has far surpassed all my favorite black actresses, bro. Like, and she damn near surpassed just actors, period, period bro. Because I, I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, between film and television, between her directing ability, she directed some of the best episodes of shows that niggas have ever seen. Nigga, her directing of what was that? Uh, the HBO shit. She. Yeah. Like the episode she directed, phenomenal. She's directed other episodes of shit that was phenomenal. She Remember got that show she was on on ABC. Yeah, um, American Crime, nigga, killed. I was just Emmys this. every season, bro. She's just one of my favorite actors. I don't. What of I think all about time, actors, bro. I don't put male and female actors. Yeah, no. She's just one of my she, favorite. Actors. She the same way. She's beyond black and white. She's beyond male and female. She's just a great fucking actor, period. There's no other way to categorize her. Nigga. Yo, listen. Um, I think I'm... Be- I'll say this. I'll damn near watch anything. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm becoming a film snob. Like, a, 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 <laughs> like yo, this 
if if it's not on this level, yeah, I'm putting this shit down here, and I'm it's on a different I'm a different grading scale, because I like watching good acting. Yeah, like the morning show. Yeah, that's a different level of acting. Facts. This shit was different. Like I love that type of so. Stuff, the let's let's give the synopsis of the film really quickly. Yeah. Um, Rufus Buck, played by Idris Elba, was an outlaw. And at the beginning of the film, yo, first of all, the shit came out the gate crazy. Crazy, nigga. I'm like, oh, my man in this shit, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, hold up. Hold up. Because, no, he, he's the motherfucking legend. And he uh, he hit Cousin Faith in Soul Food. Um, <laughs> he's a, I don't know if y'all watched CW The 100. Uh, yep. yep. That shit lasted for longer than I expected. Uh, Michael Beach, man, who I actually follow on the gram. That nigga's old as shit. I think he's like almost sixty. This nigga ripped, and I don't, I don't like when old niggas is fitter than me. This nigga's like well beyond fitter than me. You know what? What's interesting is um when the movie came on and they showed mm-hmm. him, you know, I thought to myself, yo, this nigga kind of old to have his wife so young and hot. It crossed my mind, yeah. But I was like, who knows how old he's supposed to be? Yeah. Like in my brain, I'm like, yo, all that gray hair in the beard, I'm like, yeah. Yo, she looked kind of uh Cuz that was all girl from uh the Spike Lee joint that was on Netflix. Yeah, uh she got to have it. She got to have it. Yeah, yeah. I thought to myself like she I was like whatever yeah. because I didn't know ultimately it would play a role in a plot. Right. But I just figured out like oh they probably just wanted to use him cuz yeah. he's him. Yeah. Um so we see him, Michael Beach. Uh we see let me look up her name. Yo, I'm not gonna Yo, Michael Beach is one of the black famous people. No, he really is, dog. And he's great. Like you can you can say Michael Beach and you would have no fucking idea who he was. Mm-mm. You put that nigga face on there, you're gonna name twenty movies he was in. Nigga, immediately though. Like immediately, dog. Um Dewanda Wise is her name. I wanted to make sure I got that. Played Nola Darling and she's gotta have it the series on Netflix. Um so Michael Beach, Dewanda Wise, and young Nat Love. We don't know it at the moment, but they sitting down about to have lunch, dinner. They finna eat. Shit looks normal. Nigga, it's all going well. They done set the table. They sitting down about to pray. Then they hear something. Hear a horse. Kind of heard the horse buck, which was an interesting fucking call out. Um, I'd have grabbed the blam blams. I'd be honest. Nigga, off top. Ben, we don't got neighbors. We live in the middle of nowhere. We are in the middle of the fucking desert. This is literally where uh, uh, tumbleweeds roll by, bro. There's nothing out here but our crib. Who the fuck is outside that we don't know about? And I'm not putting my, the blam blam is not going to be all the way. No, no. You got to have that access before you open the door. Unfortunately, he did not. He opened the door. It was Idris. Rufus Buck. He came in there on some outlaw shit. Didn't even say a word. Nigga just came, sat down. But you saw you instantly saw the fear in his eyes. Yeah. Oh no. Shivering. No. 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 No clue what the fuck is happening. We just like, yo, what's really going down? Then Rufus sat down at the table. Pulled two blam blams out. Gold boys. They looked crazy, by the way. Pointed one at the little boy at the table, one at the wife. Your quarrel is with me. Not with them. Let my people go type shit. <laughs> Nigga, no, unfortunately, <laughs> you and your wife finna get it. Now, I did I did notice that they were intentionally not showing his face. Mm-hmm. I wish they wouldn't have shown it at all. Because they did. It would have made it a little more intense when you found out who did what. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, we would have we known he did it. Yeah. But like... Or they could have even done what they did with the other guy because he didn't come in alone. He came in with a Hispanic guy. Yeah. That was a younger version of the Hispanic guy. All we knew him by was the tattoo. Yeah. 
Um, so we see the Hispanic guy come in with Rufus Buck. He grabs the child by the chin and lifts his head like a little back. And I'm like, oh shit, when he grabbed the, about to slit his the joint, I thought he was gonna slit his throat. But Rufus took the gun off the son, pointed them both at the wife. I said, yo, is he really gonna do this shit? I wasn't sure where it was going. I, I wasn't certain. I didn't know what kind of time it was going. It set the tone. Nigga, when he popped her, I said, well, goddamn. <laughs> Shit, nigga. And then when Michael B. chopped up like he was about some action, nigga, he caught the blam blam too. So then I'm like, oh, shit. Are they finna kill this little boy? Because he pulled the razor out. I said, yo, if he slit this little boy throat, nigga. I thought he about to give him a, a little half moon. Give him a buck 50 across yeah. the face. Nope. So I'm thinking like, damn, somebody going to be, because in my brain, like, oh, he going to give him a buck 50. Yeah. And then later on, it's going to be somebody with a scar. And, and we going to recognize that's little nigga. Michael K. Williams. You know what I'm saying? Fat, yo. Well, he ain't giving the buck 50. Gave him the whole sacrifice. Cross to the forehead. Bam. Which is kind of fucking like, that's wild. Dog. You would do that to a little boy and then leave him with his parents' dead bodies, nigga. Crazy. The next scene, we see Jonathan Majors in the church. We see somebody in the church. Well, yeah, somebody in the church. He got a, a poncho on, cowboy hat. We don't really know what the fuck's happening yet. Mexican guy come in there. Mexican got on boots. <laughs> Mexicans got on boots. Pass it down. <laughs> Yo, I promise that's not racist. Yeah, I promise it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> But go on YouTube and type in Mexicans got on boots. Dog, and, I promise it's not you're racist. welcome. Thank me later, okay? Yo. Um, <laughs> so when he comes into church, he has a little dialogue with the dude who we saw already in there. What possessed a man to get a, a scorpion on his hand? Nah. A snake, you know, Adam and Eve, yeah. sir. I can understand. Yeah. But a scorpion. But a scorpion. So in my brain, I'm thinking like, oh, he probably been hunting down every nigga with a scorpion. Mm -hmm. He just not like the only nigga with a scorpion. Yeah. I mean, shit, it's a gang. I thought. <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah. You would have thought everybody was going to have some scorpions on their hand. Right then, you started to put two and two together real quick early in the film, I'm nigga. Like, oh, shit. Then my man got hit his hand. Like, oh, yeah. Gone. Yeah. You came in this bitch like he was about to collect. And he tried to get to the blam blam. She wasn't quick enough, dog. He caught three blams. Nigga. Before his body hit the ground. Nigga. Flew back. Yo. So immediately, this scene, and shout out to James Samuels, this scene reminded me of the church scene in Kill Bill. Mm, yeah. Um, just the setting. They were literally in Texas. It was the whole thing. But it reminded me of that, and I thought it was fucking brilliant. Um, a lot of what they did with the blood and, and just sort of the, the graphics of it, was very Quentin Tarantino-ish, but I don't even think it was a nod. I think it was a, a wink, like, nigga, we can do this without using fucking nigger. We can do this without making these motherfuckers be seen as slaves first. <laughs> we saw Nat Love from childhood to adulthood to cowboy. We never saw him as a slave. And never once was he called nigger. I just thought that was really impactful, dog. Um, and there was only one mention of this Negro instead mm -hmm, of saying mm -hmm. this nigga one time. But even like when they interacted with the white folks, it was never like a look of like disdain or a look of like, yo, we own y'all or we we can fucking hurt y'all. We can kill you. It was more it was either fear 
or it was like, yo, what are y'all doing here? You know, what's so what's interesting? I thought about that today. Is, what's that? Um, with this being so, this time period being so close mm-hmm. to the, the end of slavery, mm-hmm. how did black people and white people interact? Because when I when I go back further, it seemed like their relationship was better than it is now to an extent until it got to yeah, like yeah. the nineteen hundreds. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Stuff like that. It was like it seemed for me, if I just got out of slavery, yeah, like I would probably hate y'all the at the worst yeah. of worst. Yeah. Um especially if I had been a slave for like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But it seemed like way back in the day, after slavery, but before Civil Rights. Early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. It seemed like they were just cool with each other. I think, and I have no historical context to right. base this on, but I think there was a period post-slavery where black people still sort of played, not necessarily the, the role of slave, but it was still like, we work for white people. We deal with white, we were, it was like a respectful sort of like relation, like, okay, all right. I may or may not hate you, but y'all niggas aren't holding me captive. So when I see y'all, it's hello, ma'am. Hello, sir. Roll of thunder, hear my cry. Yeah. Everybody had to, well, if he was black, he had to read that book when he was growing up. Like, like, we understand the shit crap and Mm -hmm. all that shit, but it just seemed like, I don't know. And, and, I mean, you think about, you know, what we learned about, like, Tulsa and what we learned about what's happening up in uh, Illinois and, like, cities or states like that. Um, I think black people in general, this was a period, and we saw it with Rufus Buck and that city, or that town, rather, where we was kind of just trying to, like, build our own shit. Like, we was trying to avoid having to interact with white people. Like, we don't want to if we don't need to type shit. Um, what'd you think of... We, we, we went to this way. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of the plot of the movie? So, the plot, long story short, was um, for the audience who, you know, should be familiar if they gotten this far... Nat Love grows up to avenge his parents' death and kill Rufus Buck. That's what he wants to do. Um, I thought the plot was a classic Western plot. It's a classic it Western little, revenge. I thought it was a little convoluted. Yeah. Not, not on that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on Rufus Buck's part. Got you. I didn't understand it. Him getting freed and all that? Or like well, being pardoned, rather? I understand him getting pardoned because we need you to kill mm-hmm. some dirty cops and... Regular people will won't do that. Yeah, yeah. But you, yeah, you'll do that without question. But you, of all people, you trying to build a black mecca somewhere? I don't believe it. So, because like nothing about you says you want you want that you the, wanted any of this. The good of other people, because even that you still killing. Yeah, like I don't get it. You you said you don't run, you don't hide. Yeah, I, that part. Ah. So it was a little loose. I also thought him standing in the window of the mansion, the just sort of time. watching this shit break down. It felt odd to me. You ain't killed what two people the whole movie? Yeah, my parents. Nigga, <laughs> that's well, it. Three people. Well, yeah, but it was it. It felt against type from who we were being told throughout the movie. This character was like, I was waiting for this the the final fight scene with Jonathan Majors. Yeah, and, and uh. And Idris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to your point, they didn't get into a whole lot about what this pre-Tulsa city he was trying to put together was, why he was trying to do it, how like now 
there's been a movie about Redwood. Yeah, facts. So facts. I'm assuming like, yo, he was trying to start that or yeah. like, what about you says you want to start that? Rosewood. Oh, that was Rose. Rosewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Redwood. Yeah, yeah. But reds, but roses yeah, hey. are red, violets are blue. <laughs> that nigga want to start a new town shit. We can too. You know what I'm <laughs> so you know what's funny? Rosewood actually popped up when I googled black westerns, yeah. and I was like, literally, other than this, they were all based around slavery, dog. Like slavery and or racism. Like there was no way to get away from it. And so when I watched this, bro. Plot aside, I was just really fucking like stunned when I did see criticism of the film going through socials, dog. Because it's I haven't come across it yet, so I'm glad. So I've seen a lot of support, primarily support. I'm not gonna be the nigga that doesn't act like the fucking good is out there. No, it's a lot of people who fucked with this film, and I appreciate them. The people who thought they were watching, like I saw some people say, "Oh, I figured the whole movie out in the first five minutes." My nigga, this wasn't a mystery. It wasn't a who done it. Like, they weren't keeping anything from you unintentionally, nigga. It was literally a revenge plot, bro. So, shout out to the seven plots. Yeah. Uh, it's a Western. So, by the... Like, I know what y'all... Y'all y'all, y'all probably think it's a Western because it's out West. Yeah. No, that's, that's not quite how it is. It's a Western, so we know what the plot is, and we know how it's going to end. Now, the individual details yeah. is like, oh, shit, I ain't, I ain't necessarily see that coming... Or you just don't watch Westerns. Yeah. And so that piece is what I thought about the people who were critical of the film. Isn't it a Western channel? Literally. Yeah. They yeah. just play Westerns all the time. I think it's hours. called like TWC. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, the, Western sure. the Western yeah. channel. Um some people just don't watch Westerns. And if you don't watch Westerns, you may not enjoy this film. But what I did hate, so it's funny, I had a little little, little slight back and forth on the gram uh, with somebody before I blocked them. I wanna, I'm not here to explain myself. I got something to blocked. Um, man, shit gets, sure. shit gets crazy in the comments, bro. But a slight back and forth. So back to my mention of Kill Bill. Again, I'm not comparing the films, but there were similarities across. And so I, I made a comment that, yo, this was a... This was as good of a film as Kill Bill. Kill Bill was well-received, got mad nominations for shit, all kind of shit. But I was like, plot-wise, it's pretty much the same. You killed my family. I am avenging that, which is nine Westerns out of ten. <laughs> um, and somebody in the comments was arguing with me like, yo, nigga, this shit wasn't nothing like that. Nigga, Kill Bill was way better. It had this, this, that, and that. And, that. and I was like, my nigga, can, tell I me bet, the differences. I bet you I can break the, the similarities down. He'd be like, oh, shit. And, and that's what I asked him there's to do. A, there's a video on the internet, on YouTube, where they break down how the Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame is the exact same movie as, um, what's the DC version? Uh, that we, uh, 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 Suicide Squad. No, nah, not Suicide Squad. The one that Squad. old boy just the Zach, this Jack. All Snyder of them niggas. Cut. Um, it's the exact same movie. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. And then I'm talking about scene for scene. Yeah. You know, in this scene, such and such with a with a red light flag yeah. comes in. I was like, I feel like oh. you sent me that shit, bro. I might have. Matter of fact. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yo, this is legitimately the exact same movie. Dog, what the fuck is the name of this shit? Hold on, bro. Justice League. Justice League. There we go. So I'm like, dog, the Zack Snyder cut. I just seen this shit. Um, the film was fucking 
again, if you don't like Westerns or you're not familiar with Westerns, certain shit might have felt loose. The plot might have felt loose. The characters might have felt. And I want to make sure that we point out, too, just to make sure we handle it responsibly. This was a fictional story about real people. Yeah. There's a very good chance that these people didn't even know one another. <laughs> yeah. Or because shit, some of them were not even born in the same era or were not like around in the same era. That's for sure. Cause I'm like, yo, this person was this old, this person did yeah. and it's like y'all wouldn't even know each other. So it's I, I bring that up to say, like, this was one of those like, yo, I'm taking real people who existed in this era, but I'm imagining a story about them, dog. And it's my impression or my thoughts that the reason you did that, um, because at the beginning of the movie says, you know, these is such and such, this is fictional, such and such, but these people existed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, right. yeah. But when in retrospect, like, no, these are real people who have their own legends about them too. There yeah. were black people who were cowboys. Yeah. There were black people who were business owners and saloon owners and starting to like, this is not new. This entrepreneurship, the whole, like you didn't have an opportunity to do anything with yeah. entrepreneurship before the industrial revolution. Literally. So, um, like, yo, these people really existed. And guess what? And I hope everybody did what I did and went and Googled all these people and went to YouTube and seen all these people yeah. to learn a little bit more. And you can go Google literally every one of these fucking uh, characters in this film and see information about them. But one person that I wanted to point out, because I, I just thought her story was dope, uh, Stagecoach Mary, mm-hmm. the first African-American woman who was a star route mail carrier in the U.S. Um, star route mail carrier is not United States Post Office. Um, they were a mail carrier that was literally... Let me let me figure out how to explain. So like the US post office didn't employ people who worked for the Star Route. This was some she was the first black woman to do this shit. It was like a contract to deliver US mail in a specific route in the South. Like I'ma just keep it as basic as I can. Um she really was a contributor to the US postal service uh she essentially being the first woman it started to break ground for women as usps employees it's crazy (laughs) like we not thinking back in 1850 whatever about usps not hiring women what she did with the bar i couldn't find nothing that like confirmed that she owned this like lounge or uh saloon but they was like, legend has it. Every story I saw said, like, legend has it. She had, like, a nighttime saloon that was popular among black cowboys. Oh, she had after hours. Yeah, yeah. Had the after hour spot. And they used to pull up. They said she was just as tough as she was portrayed in this film, nigga. Like, yo, she used to tell motherfuckers, I'm the only person who holds a gun in here. Period. None of you niggas. Said everybody came from all over when they passed through Texas. She was stagecoach Mary because when she was delivering the mail, she had a stagecoach. That's what she rode around in all over the South. She got a dope story. You can YouTube it. You can go do your wiki. I don't know if I trust wiki in full, but go YouTube some shit. Do some research. Learn a little bit more. Stagecoach Mary is dope. Um, I read up a little bit on Rufus Buck, too. Reading about this nigga, I wasn't even 100% sure that he was a villain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they made all this shit up. I was like, uh, okay. But what I think I loved most about all these niggas were 
So in the typical like black Western or even in, you know, non quote black Westerns where we see a black character, they're like white helpers. Like we're assisting the white cowboy or white hero or whatever the fuck. Other than the train in that town, wasn't no white people. Wasn't no white people, dog. This was literally a this was a and black affair, bro. And I didn't even notice. No. I didn't notice they ain't say nigger until I saw 10 articles about shit. And I was like, oh, wow. I remember he said, this Negro. But like, yeah. I just don't think they were saying nigger like that back then. Not like how we say it now. But I that's, don't think that's a thing. And I, I think what was important about this film is it proved that this type of story can exist without dragging the fucking racism into it. Like, fam, we had the one scene in the white town, which I thought was hilarious that the entire town was painted white. Fucking white hilarious. Sand, the whole nine. Yeah. They go in the bank. It's a white town, in parentheses. Yeah. Because <laughs> they kept saying it, but when they got there and everything was white, and just yeah. when you thought of the thing like, yo, everything painted white, it popped up. Yeah. It's a white town. Bro, they go into the bank. Nobody in the bank said, fuck are you doing here, nigger? Like, it wasn't like what you might have expected from this. I just thought they handled all these stories and, and this entire little adventure that they went on respectably dog and they kept it to a traditional western as two niggas who actually watch western film it was very much like real dog even to the point of people saying oh the plot was like nigga go watch any western bro beginning middle and end this is the same story that's been told a billion times bro here's the western somebody needs to avenge something there's a guy who comes in to an outlaw-ish uh, uh, area of no rule, he comes in to fix it and beat the bad guy, mm-hmm. takes the girl, and runs off into the sunset. That's exactly what happened. My nigga. Here you go. There's a Western. He yeah. literally railed off with his girl into the sunset. Bro. One of your favorite badass characters is going to die in a Western. Yep. That's how it, the beloved young kid is dying. Literally. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Rufus Buck and the Rufus Buck gang was an outlaw multiracial gang whose members were part African-American and part Creek Indian. So he was all black. Yep. Um, Their crime spree took place in the Indian Territory between Arkansas and Oklahoma from July 30th through August 4th of 1895. So these niggas went on a crime spree for like five days. Awesome. Um, Cherokee Bill, who was Lakeith. He was a 19th century American outlaw known by his alias Cherokee Bill, real name Crawford Goldsby, responsible for the murders of eight men. He and his gang terrorized the Indian Territory in San Anglo, Texas, and Fort Smith, Arkansas for two years. So they was terrorizing the territory that fucking uh, Rufus Buck gang was fucking up to. He wasn't even gang. Yo, man, what did you think about Cuffy in the film because I didn't know she was going to end up like linking with them and then being a I thought her scene was going to end at the damn bar uh I did I like I enjoyed the kid yeah um, I always enjoy the unassuming person who everybody thinks a pushover yeah and then them, she start rocking niggas. rocking niggas with them brass knuckles yeah shit. uh I knew that um the kid was going to get killed and I knew she had the quickest hands, mm-hmm. so to mm-hmm. speak. Because when she when she said in the mirror, yeah, I'm like, oh, she got the fast, yeah. shit. And then the under the because she was watching that nigga like, 
Boy, all the, she told him all them tricks gonna get you killed. Like uh, something about like shiny horses get shot. Yeah, shit yeah. Before. So I, I kind of figured that was gonna be yeah. it, and she was gonna have to save the day, so to yeah. speak. Um, I didn't. I mean, at the very beginning of the movie, I had no idea that she was gonna be in it. Like, yeah, yeah. No, nah, she came along, and then like her character just like blossomed throughout the film. I was like, oh shit, she doing dope. Um. I love the chemistry between Jonathan Majors and Zaza Beats, or Zazi Beats, pardon me. Um, in my mind, they're both equally like weird in real life, but like a, a lovable weird. Like, I tell you what, y'all are just eccentric people, and I like that. Jonathan Majors ain't never combed his head on camera. No, and he don't give a fuck about it either. Has he ever pinned, appeared on a film with a regular haircut? Nigga, not in GQ, not in whatever other magazine he just did recently, not on film. <laughs> Shout out to him, man. Yo, he's the, um, if you got a film that needs a black character. Before the 70s. <laughs> like, he, he don't make black. Literally uh, BS, before 70s, nigga. Jonathan Majors is your guy, dog. They don't make black people who look like him no more. <laughs> Like him and most deaf, the last two. You know what Yo. I'm saying? Like they the original. That's like the original man. No, they the Asiatic black man. Yeah, uh, for like, sure. I'm not. This not even a joke or a knock on no, them at all. Like they, their, their face, their build, all. The, it's like, yo, nigga, you are from then. You are just from then, dog. Jonathan might. I believe him in anything. Like if you put Jonathan Majors in a film that's like 2021, I don't know if it's gonna hit. Like he a drug dealer or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Kingpin. Or if that nigga's a doctor. Wait, what's so funny? <laughs> he is uh the Marvel nigga, but that fits but him. But that yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta he gotta be in a superhero type film. He can't be he in Thanos of the new Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't be in like a current day film about like like I don't wanna like see Brooklyn him in a current Spines. day rom com, nigga. Uh. I don't want to see him in a current day drug film. It don't do him justice, dog. He got to be in some shit where niggas wore their pants high waisted, where niggas wore vests all the time. Have I, have I, have I seen this nigga in anything other than a period piece? Yeah, like, I, no. And I don't want to because I won't believe hey, it's it. It's him, uh, Jesse Smollett. Not Jesse Smollett. What's her? What's her? What's uh, oh, uh, Journey. Journey Smollett. Journey Smollett. Yo, I, I need her to be in something, like, real quick. Um, it was funny. From this decade. Yeah. Because <laughs> she a period piece, motherfucker. Yo, she... No shot. No, no, no. That's not a shot at all. Since we knew her in the... the Eve's Bayou. Eve's Bayou. Her voice has been stuck in the 1960s, nigga. The South. She will not come out of it. And I love it. I appreciate her for it. Um, And then when she did that Tyler Perry movie where uh, she started cheating with the one nigga and got AIDS, she uh, looked... That movie was terrible. Cause why? Cause she need to be in period pieces. I nigga. forgot about that. I, sadly, I just watched her shit not too long ago. <laughs> uh, I hate that we both made that fucking noise. I remember watching that with yeah. That movie was wild. Like what, nigga? I was in disbelief for the whole two hours, bro. What's up, boy? He was in that shit where? Uh, uh, uh. They tried to make that nigga a star. I had a couple times. Ah, shit. Hold on. I had like this show on NBC. They got got yeah. Temptation by Tyler Perry. Lance, Lance Gross. Gross. Lance Gross. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It ain't. They try to. They try to push. It. He not even bad. Actor. He not a bad actor, but it's something that don't connect. Um, I don't know what it is. Like I'm not. Maybe a little stiff. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the roles they get. I don't know, dog. But it's something that don't hit 
with Lance Gross, dog. They made him a hoe in that movie, though. In Temptation, yeah. they made him a hoe, nigga. I liked his little Secret Service show on, on NBC when I was there, man. That shit was cool. He, he cool in the... What's uh, the joint in now? I just brought up uh, last week or the week before him, Morris Chestnut. Oh, yeah, that joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our kind of people. He's straight in there. Like, I think he like the he's a real good like side character. I don't I don't know if he's gonna kill a lead role. Is it Thomas Jones? He used to play the uh, football player. Yeah, he be in everything. Now. Yeah, Thomas Jones be working. Like dog. he really be he be working. Work, I saw an interview with him uh, last year. New coming up. Yeah. Well, you know he in uh, uh, P Valley. And last year he was doing press for P Valley, and they asked him like about other projects he was working on. Dog literally said like seven things, nigga. And I was like, God damn, Thomas Jones, nigga. He got a um, I think he got like a production company or something yeah, too. He, yeah, 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 dog. Thomas Jones getting busy, man. Um, back to the heart of day fall, dog. I just thought it was a good fucking movie, man. The acting, the acting was excellent. Even if you weren't a fan of the plot, I'm not mad at that. But if you say this is a bad movie, you out your fucking mind. That's just I just want to be honest. Uh, I did watch it twice, and I I didn't watch it like I didn't like. It wasn't like a chore. Yeah, I yeah. Sat, I watched the whole thing the whole yeah. time two times. Shit wasn't laborious. I wasn't sitting there like, oh my god, I was just to go off like in fast forward. Yeah, no this this was an entertaining film. The very first fucking five minutes will literally grip you into the rest of the shit. If you don't do nothing else, oh, let's talk about the ending real quick. Yes, for sure. Um, so we have the the whole shootout. I was I ain't gonna lie. A little bit disappointed in uh, R.J. Siler and Lakeith not having... I wanted them to have a whole fucking 10 paces and draw, nigga. I ain't gonna lie. Even if Lakeith won, nigga, I wanted it to not be like the sneak shoot and, hey, y'all niggas always counting slow or whatever the fuck he said. What's so funny is from the get-go of the movie, we understand that Cherokee Bill played dirty. Mm-hmm. Well, like, he grabbed that. He wanted to put the Dukes up. yeah, yeah. And tw- two different times, yeah. uh, Regina King's character passed somebody a weapon yeah. right when they about to get busy with their hands. Yeah. She passed him a knife. He did a slice slice. Yo, when he him got and- down on that nigga real quick. When um, Rufus Buck and Dion Cole was about to buck, he slipped him the gun. Boom, boom. I didn't know Dion Cole was in this Yo, movie. Everybody was in this shit. And real he quick. Did a great job. Dion Cole was phenomenal in this movie. He was phenomenal. Nigga. And funny. My nigga. And unintentionally funny, yeah. right? This wasn't on the surface, ha-ha funny. And for those of y'all who don't know, Dion Cole has been killing shit with Blackish for the last five, six years anyway. But, and he has one of the better stand-ups of the last, like, three, four years. Whenever that he came out. in December. Oh, shit, with everybody. Ain't he on, like, a... Is he the headliner? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the show that just was here. It was yeah. another show here that was, like, mad, and it was, like, Bill Bellamy... It was like 20 niggas. Um, Deion Cole's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But in this film, he did what I love when comedians do when they show, oh, I'm also a good actor. Like, fuck what you heard. My nigga, he was doing so well, you might not have recognized that that was Deion Cole even looking at him. Saying, like, is that Deion Cole? That whole scene, like, Rufus Buck. Bro. Tired. I, I, at some point, I was like, oh, this nigga. This nigga he, he can't be talking to fucking Rufus. But, but what was so funny was when Rufus came in or when the, the people came in there like, yo, Rufus Buck wants you to come outside, nigga. We ain't asking. His whole tone changed. But he was like, the unintentional humor was like, oh, that's Deion Cole. That's funny as fuck. But it was like, 
That really might be how a nigga would act in that situation. Like, dog, I'm low-key like, scared. I'm going to tell this nigga, like, man, listen, I ain't, I ain't with none of that bull. Your niggas in practice, they speak. My nigga, you rehearsing it. I love it, dog. That shit was funny, but it was great acting, man. Even they fight scene. Sock the shit out that nigga. That's what you come here for, huh? Got busy with him. And then, mouth, and then Regina slipped in the slipped in the Idris pistol whipped the golds out that nigga mouth. Ooh. God damn, don't don't pistol whip my perm golds out, nigga. Yeah, Rufus Buck was a whole ass nigga, dog. <laughs> nigga shot my man because like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all my money and nigga you been in and out of jail and shit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm straight. So to the point about the whole like black mecca we trying to build and shit. What what is that? My nigga, how you come there doing this? But you trying to add his black like nigga? They was black, <laughs> like it you, was just you, weird, bro. You care about people? Like, come on, man. And then like the whole, um, like what's up with you and uh, what's her name in the movie? Regina King. Uh, oh, Trudy. Treacherous Trudy. Treacherous Trudy. Yeah. Like, what's up with y'all relationship? Man, you know what I'm saying because like it seemed like it was something there, but then yeah. it don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. I mean, it was some backstory that, I mean, but I can't get backstory on a fake story. I mean, you can. But. Yeah. It's kind of like a real character's backstory and the fake story that we being told. I don't know where they where they mix. Yeah. Like, um, she's like, I support you. I'm going to do anything for it. Like, like, it's a great cause. Yeah. We don't know anything about this cause. We never seen y'all behind the scenes saying how we want. It just seemed like that was like, eh. Yeah. It was I a read, little loose. I could have been like, y'all just going to post up in this town and the yeah. movie could have played the same way. Yeah. But like this whole, we trying to build a black mecca because we yeah. need, we need this money. I might just want to rob the bank because I need money because I just came home. Damn, yeah, I, I'd have been I cool. Just with got that out. Too. I need twenty five grand. But when you give me the, I'm trying to make this mecca and I'm trying to get everybody yeah. to understand. I, I I'm wondering, is it to to try to make us have some sort of feeling for him? Yeah, or to make us understand why these people are riding for him? Yeah, because. Trudy, you don't seem like the type of person who would just be with a a, a, a murderous yeah. killer. Um, but y'all got a history. Cherokee Bill, I don't know what your motivation is. Like, nah. what's the motivation like for you? You literally, I mean, again, I'm thinking real life to the movie Cherokee Bill in real life, nigga. You was doing your own thing. Like, you ain't you ain't need to be a part of the Rufus Buck gang, bro. So, I don't the character development. Specifically with the Rufus Buck side of shit wasn't the greatest. Cause I feel like we got a good amount with Nat Love's side. Like we learned about them enough. Now they showed uh one of the things where I thought was just a dumb idea um was for um Stagecoach Mary to go into town mm-hmm. and try to make a proposition. Bro, we literally was watching that shit and was like, dog, that's gonna come back to haunt them, nigga. Like when she went over there, like I I felt like Idris Elba, there was a couple of times he couldn't say a word in the in their English. He said a word regular as fuck. It came out, yeah. I'm like, hey. yeah. But when he was like, "What are you thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> like that just sound like today shit. Like, yeah. Like nigga, we know who you are, and they're like, I don't believe in coincidence. What are you thinking? Real quick, <sighs> somebody else who I just want to throw some shout out to, um, Edie Gathigi, who played Bill Pickett. I just want to make sure that he gets some love, too, because he's another one who's been in mad shit. I have seen him in so much. We talked about American. I, I, I didn't know his name. Yeah. But that's my man from startup. Yeah. That's all this kept saying. Yeah. Yo, this is my name. Because that's my guy. Yeah. 
Like, he literally was in this, and he was going crazy, dog. Like, he did such a phenomenal job in this role. Kenyan American. He's been in a lot of shit. He was in, um, I remember him in uh, one of them recent X-Men. It was like first class or some shit. Eh, it wasn't oh. recent. That was like old. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in X-Men. I think he was in, um, I could be wrong, but I think he was in a show that I watched too. Lincoln Heights. He was on Lincoln Heights before. Was he? Yeah, he was on, it was, I don't remember which season. I'm not going to get into all that, but he was on Lincoln Heights before. He's been in a lot of shit, dog, and he's a really good fucking actor, man. And in this role specifically, he killed, bro. And, oh, Twilight. I remember him in that shit. I, well, I remember like scenes from it. I never seen Twilight, but I remember seeing him as a vampire in Twilight. Um, been in a lot of shit though, man. And he's a talented actor. He absolutely killed this role as Bill Pickett, man. I, I just, I enjoyed what he did in this film. All in all, dog, back to the ending. I like what they tried to do to bring it all back together. Um, so after the big shootout and all that shit, Jonathan Majors goes up. He approaches, Nat Love approaches Rufus Buck. We learn that they are in fact brothers. Nat Love's dad wasn't who he thought he was. Had a side baby. That was a slow reveal. Yeah. He well, he was terrorized. He killed the mom. Yeah, yeah. Left the boy and then started a new life. Yeah. And turned his life over to Christ. Yeah. Became a whole new person. Yeah. But you left my mama dead. And changed your name from Buck to Love. To Love. And you did exactly what I did to your family, to mine. Killed the fucking parents and left the boy. Um, so before this scene, when Buck sent him to the white town to get uh-huh. the money, he asked him, he gave him the, the, the razor blade. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I put that on your forehead. He's like, yeah, so I can remember you. I felt like in this particular moment, it was like a father. Son. Like, why would you be so? Yeah, man, so I can say so I, mm-hmm. I felt that was a weird energy. Yeah. Kind of felt like. I, that was a weird energy. Yeah, it didn't feel like nigga we beef beefing and about to I'd kill each like, other. Yeah. Fuck, why you did this shit? I'm gonna yeah. kill your bitch ass. Nigga, whenever. you scarred a fucking. Yeah, but he was like, so I can know, I can know it's you when I see you coming because essentially I know you're gonna come from. Yeah, man. Like, oh man, Dog. Now I didn't get it there, but now it makes sense because yeah, because we the same blood, bro. I can't I can't bring myself to kill my brother. Mm-mm. But I know for something he ain't do. Yeah. But I know you're going to come back for me, and I want to know it's you. Yeah, when you do it. I want to Basically, I want to know that I deserve this shit. Yeah. Because deep down inside, I know I'm a bad person. Yep. And I know I deserve this shit. I made you kill me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Literally. I, I made you kill me. I know I deserve to die for all this evil shit that I didn't did. Um, I thought that was, uh, that, was pretty, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, the whole... I had to Google and see how old Idris Elba is. Yeah. He's 49 years old. Mm-hmm. How old is Jonathan Majors? John, watch Jonathan Majors be like 22. <laughs> it's a young, old face nigga, man. Um, Jonathan Majors is 32. Uh, All right, that works. That's a 17-year difference. That could be your brother. That, yeah. that, that could 100% be. While you was 10, yeah. he could be 37. 37, yeah. And now, yeah, I can be 49. Yeah. And you can be 28. Yeah. 
that can be 20 and 28. Work. Like That'll it, work. It, it literally works. Per- yeah. The math is perfect. Because I'm thinking like, and your daddy was old. Facts. Right? And I thought to myself, About like, to be 60, yeah. Like, yo, this nigga kind of old that had this young wife. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was me hating, maybe. But I'm like, but yeah. it's a movie. People get cast who they cast. Yeah. But now it makes sense because, yeah, and the older... You was you was you was a drunk. You used to beat motherfuckers up. Yeah. Killed the wife. Beat me the fuck up. Left town. Took everything, oh. and started over. Yeah. Found you a young girl. Figured that you're gonna start a new family and new life yeah. and everything. Found a young girl. Had another son. Yeah. Started your whole shit over. You basically recreated what you did with my mom, but you're trying to do it quote better now and do it religiously and all like you you a whole different nigga now. Okay. You did. The reveal itself, I thought it was cool. I don't necessarily think they made me feel enough for Rufus Buck that I like gave a fuck that he died. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like it was like, all right, well, you still gotta die, bro. It was like, still I, emotional. Scene. Yeah, it was emotional. I think that was really on part of the acting. Facts. Them niggas were fucked. First of all, if you give Jonathan a mate, Jonathan Majors a scene where he gotta cry. Come on, man. It's a wrap, nigga, because episode two of Lovecraft is still and, going down in history. And 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 Idris, when he make them faces, yeah, like the yeah, he he good. This was a um, like he made the same type of face to Avon and 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 wire and to Brother Malzon and like, get uh, on with it, like yeah, his face seems screams desperation. This was. So I'm, I've always liked Idris Elba. Um, I, it wasn't even like at first I used to think it was a wire bias because I'm biased to most niggas that was on the wire. But except Michael B. Jordan. But um, <laughs> I've always liked Idris, but I'm also a realist. Some of the roles that I've seen him take, I felt like I don't know that it was him in the performance or the role itself. But it's been some times where I was like the daddy yeah like daddy's little girl like it was just certain shit where i was like and eh, idris didn't like convince me the way that he convinced me in the wire and some other projects he was convincing as hell in this shit dog he really killed this role like he was menacing Idris a big dude anyway so it just worked man make this nigga james bond dog what we waiting bro for? what the fuck is the problem let him finally do a major film in his damn accent bro let him talk like why can't he be what? let idris talk you know the nigga can wear a tux. Now I'm th- I'm hearing about they about to, no shot, no shade. Not about yeah. to make like a black woman James Bond, uh, double somebody. I'm like, I get it, cool, but like, hey, y'all thought the white people wasn't gonna be happy about Idris. <laughs> Why do you put a black woman in there? <laughs> See what that looked like on the on the New York Post. Um, they be going hard when they put like a, what was the in the um they hate black women, the Hunger bro. Games some one of these shits that I don't watch. Yeah, they made rule. Whoever Rue is, a black girl. Oh, nigga, uh, like, Storm Reed, who from Euphoria, the little sister. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fucking yo. That was like, she, you're not black. I'm like, I, I, I didn't read the book. <laughs> like, I, my nigga. I didn't read the book or watch the movie, but like, I know they was pissed about that. I read the book. I never recalled that they said Rue is white. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> they just realized, like, yo. Fictional character, white. dystopian world. Okay. Um, All in all, man. Oh, and then at the end, the very end, we see that Trudy ain't dead. Mm-hmm. Trudy pop up at the end. Well, the silhouette of Trudy. We don't see her face, but we know what the fuck the vibes is because it was her hat. Yo, Trudy beat the shit out of Mary. <laughs> Woo! Like Woo! Mary really did not get any hits in. <laughs> yeah. 
Yo, I, the second, the first time I'm like, oh, they getting at it. Yeah, the second no, time the second watched, time it was all Trudy. I was like, yo, Trudy beating the shit out of Here's her. Here's the thing. I also think Regina King will beat a nigga up in real life. <laughs> like, she just give me the vibes, dog. Um, that's another thing. Y'all leave Zazie Beats alone. Her character went through enough, nigga. Stagecoach Mary ain't need to get down like this. So, related, unrelated. Okay. Uh, Zazie. Yep. Lakeith Stanfield. Yep. Both from Atlanta. Facts. The TV show. The TV show. Not yep. the city. Uh, yo, a lot of shit didn't change since we was last on that TV show. Man. Especially for Lakeith. My nigga, I'm Oscar nominated. <laughs> now, it's coming back in 2022. Yeah. I saw the trailer. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. It's dark as hell. Um, It, it literally makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, yo, y'all got to, y'all up in the pay? Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a thing out here now. Shit. Um, Donald Glover. Nigga. I mean, it's his show show, though. Yeah, it's his show, but it's still like, because uh, there have been some conversations around, and I think it happened, like he got a deal with like a whole nother channel. Like after Atlanta goes off, all my shows are going to be on whatever the other channel. So it's like everybody checked and went up. Uh, dog that play. Um, my fan, we've been we've been making moves. Everybody on this show has gone crazy. This TV show, Zazie, like yo, fam, I was in. Uh, I was, nigga, I've been in the Marvel movie. I was I was in the whole Joker, my nigga. Like and Marvel and Marvel shit. She was in uh X Men and shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, fam, the Joker literally no, loved X-Men. me. She was in uh Deadpool, one and two. Yeah, yeah. Um and Deadpool then got pulled into the fold like yeah uh, like, no nah, I'm here now everybody on Atlanta and I know I've talked a lot of shit show too yeah I know I've talked a lot of shit um they've stretched out this return literally five years by the time it actually comes back in 2022 but I will say the main cast has done phenomenally and they like professional lives yeah. nigga like so like I'm, I'm not expecting bad acting no 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 not at all y'all might get super too weird this weird at here half the end of the earth and yeah uh, I, I don't know it could get a little weird it could go a lot left but okay, the last season was pretty fucking weird the last season was weird because they shifted to a very dark comedy and it was still good the last season was good as fuck but it I was like i can watch it because it was one episode i was like What's going on? The one with the weird white dude that Lakeith played? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was weird as fuck. So what's funny is, after I got over the weirdness, that episode was actually good as hell. Dog was dropping, like, mad bars throughout the episode. But it was weird as fuck, dog. Um, I rewatched season one and two uh, on Hulu, like, two months ago. Um, Season one was phenomenal. Season two was very good, but it got real eccentric. And I think that some of the eccentricities may have taken away from like what niggas really enjoyed about season one. Like season one was fucking you can't great, wait bro. Emmy for that shit for season two, yeah. the uh, premiere episode, nigga. Florida man, yeah. they've created a whole term now, nigga. Florida man comes from Cat Williams episode, dog. He killed that episode too, bro. Um, all that to say, the harder they fall, the harder they fall. Was why would they call the harder they fall? I don't know. I don't know. I literally, when I rewatched the, it, the thing is, I was the like, did somebody are, say it? The harder they fall. So is was Rufus Buck the biggest? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, it's just a good fucking movie, dog. It felt good to be able to cut on some shit and literally see a refreshing non-drug related plot 
It was no crack in this, bro. <laughs> like, no crack. That that just felt great to me, dog. For two hours, I got no crack, dog. Two two hours, 20 minutes, shit. No crack in a drama is almost unheard of in 2021 for a black cast, bro. That shit was excellent. It was no crack. It was hardly any romantic shit. It was comedy in there. It was comedy. It was drama. It was action. It was a... Good. I mean, again, it was a good so, Western oh, plot. Oh my bro. bad, that's the wrong time. You're about to make six. <laughs> Yo. Yo, I heard. I love when people say and or spell sex. S E C K S. Boy, that shit is great. Because I be trying to say it like it's different. It's funny every time. Like sex. Like I be trying to make sure I hear the difference between sex and sex. And sex. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. It was just, I thoroughly enjoyed this film, man. I thought the acting was superb, literally across the board. I don't think anybody missed. What's the best? So the monologues was either going to be Regina King talking about her. Uh, sister mm-hmm. or the final monologue with uh, Tick <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Stringer Bell. <laughs> you know what? Because those were two great acting they were, scenes. They were fucking great. But in real life, I might go Lakeith on the train, bro. That introduction on the train was phenomenal from him, dog. For me, it'll either be that or Regina King. Let's talk about uh, lightning with the blam blams. Yeah, man. man I'm so mad. This nigga got shot in the cheek. He got shot in the cheek and he came out through the temple. Man. Yo. I was hoping like he was going to move or like yeah, he's yeah. not going to be. I'm like, you nigga got shot in the face. Man. Yeah, it, it was a wrap. Um, I'm like, God damn, man. He went out crazy, but. I would rather. He wrote Cherokee, scratch Cherokee Bill in the joint. Yeah. He was just talking so slow. Yeah. Now, everything about Lakeith says I'm shady. Even yeah. his legend was he'll shoot you. Quicker in the back than then yeah yep you're not playing straight up nah um, I wanted uh, and he shot my nigga um uh, uh Bill Pickett yeah yeah killed right Jim he, Beckworth shot Bill Pickett soon as he took that that quarter out of this his famous coin yeah, out of it that luck was died. gone nigga boy oh boy man dog um I I think Jim Beckworth even though. Just acting wise, there were again. We just talked about Lakeith on the train, Trudy with her sister speech, that final scene between uh, Tick and uh, Stringer Bell, nigga. But Jim Be- Beckworth stole this movie, dog. He just did, bro. And uh, Cherokee Bill and uh, what's her girl name? Trudy or hmm. stagecoach who killed him? Oh, uh, uh, Cuffy. Cuffy. Yeah. Um, that was an emotional scene. It was. It you know was. What I'm saying like she was acting in that motherfucker yeah. too. She really was. Dog. And um, so like you shot him in the back. You gonna you gonna do this to me too? Yeah. I'm thinking like hell yeah. He about to. I'm, I knew this part was coming. She about yeah. to kill this motherfucker and got yeah. that. Wow. Hit him in the neck. Hey, Lakeith died really well Ooh, on screen too. Even bro. the conversation he had with Bill Pickett. Like no, don't do that. Yeah. Don't yeah. act that you. That means because that was the Cherokee side. Yeah, it was. He said something in his language, and they had yep. it like, no, that's all been going. Yo, on. that little language flip was crazy as fuck. Because I thought I was tripping for a second, nigga. <laughs> Yo, this movie was great. Yeah. Man. I was mad that it got my man in the again in the back. Yeah, yeah. But no, don't do that. And I, I can respect like, yo, this the, this the game. Yeah. You know Facts. What I'm like we know what game we in, and we know who we dealing with. Yeah. So I got you. I, yeah, I, I was shady, but like, don't do that, my nigga. Yeah. We know the rules. You stand up like a man and walk into the afterlife with respect. Yeah, or you're gonna get haunted. And 
You gotta die like that, bro. I, it was a bunch of little stuff in the movie that I that I that I enjoyed. Man. It was a real nuanced film. Um, it was it was literally beautiful acting from everybody involved. I love the motherfucking song in the beginning with Stagecoach Mary was singing. Yeah, I'm singing along, oh, bro. Because that I watched shit it was the, deep, nigga. Them yeah. lyrics, nigga. <laughs> bro, I was really like, I'm because you know I watched the, the shout out to. Uh, the person who's also on my Netflix who always leaves the captions on no matter what. Uh, so now I just learned to delete the captions on yeah. when the music I'm singing with it. Yeah. Like it's my like this my jam. No. Put that on the soundtrack. Cause it's a lot of shit on that soundtrack. That I never need to hear again. Um, no, Shorty turned my captions on three years ago and they haven't been off ever since. So I'm used to it now. I've turned my captions off and they always come back on. I thought my, my system was tripping and I found <laughs> out it was Jenny. So <laughs> Why can't women hear? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we used to think they weren't listening to us, but yeah. now I'm like, yo, they might just not know how to listen. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe we'll save that for the Insecure Pod, man. Yeah. Um, All that said, yo, The Harder They Fall, currently streaming on Netflix, keep it number one. It's all black everything, black cast, black director, black writers. Support, support, support. If you haven't streamed it, go stream it. If you already seen it, stream it again. This shit is phenomenal acting. I don't care what niggas is saying on the internets if they not feeling it. Fuck with the niggas who feeling it. Fuck with the pod and trust that we wouldn't recommend no bullshit to y'all. Till next episode, I'm Ant Wood. That's Jay Johnson. We out. Lightning with the blam blams.